brought to you by the Rugby Outlet Mall, equipping you for freedom and connection through rugby. Find out more at RugbyOutletMall.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Time Ibelu, and this is the podcast where we get to talk to different people about the opportunities that they have found, experienced, created, and just overall interacted with via rugby. Uh, we got a great guest today, uh, Kelly Smith from the American Rugby Pro Training Center, uh, run by Julie McCoy out in Arkansas. Uh, Kelly is one that I think is is definitely somebody to watch, especially when it comes to the Olympic game, because she has been coming through and she's come in a very uh, uh, unique way. Uh, if if you guys didn't know, and uh, this was maybe about two years ago, three years ago, uh, that they had a show called the Next um, Olympic Hopeful, and it was basically a reality show for up and coming athletes to have a chance to try and. Get on Olympic team, one of uh, the 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 lesser known Olympic teams. So it was like rugby, uh, bobsledding, and 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 some other stuff like that. And so she's come up through this and has found herself being able to go on this massive rugby adventure. And when I tell you, like this is a crazy story that just goes all over the place. It's is the best. Like I had so much fun talking to her about just her story. She's got stories to tell, and you guys are going to be able to enjoy all of this uh, on the way through. In the meantime, I hope you guys had a great weekend. It was great over here. It's kind of gotten all rainy and gloomy here in Louisiana, but nonetheless, it's still a great weekend. We're still here. There's still opportunities and still things to be going on. We're almost at the end of July and beginning of August. Like, this is craziness, you know? Uh, But... It's still, hey, I can't get mad. We still have an opportunity. I still get to interact with you guys, and I always am thankful for your guys' interaction. Um, in the meantime, if you guys have a chance, can you please go on Apple or iTunes, uh, re- put a review for our podcast, for this podcast. Uh, five stars, one star, uh, a little word in anything just to be able to get an idea. We're trying to get 10 by the end of the month. We're at three. All we need is seven. All we need is seven more. Seven of y'all just to go on Apple iTunes and just do hit that click. If you hate it, hit it with the one star. If you like it, hit it with the five star. If you're just like, eh, hit it with the in-between. It all works together for me. It, it all works. We're just trying to get to that 10, but I really do appreciate you guys listening. Also, I want to let you know you guys can always catch the video of each one of these podcasts on our YouTube page at... YouTube.com slash Gift Time Rugby Network. And you guys can get the full one. Obviously, listening to it here is one thing. Sometimes being able to just see the people uh, and be able to uh, uh, kind of watch the interaction itself is another. And uh, just we're giving options. I want you to know that you have options in all the places. And, of course, you guys can listen to this and subscribe to this on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all the above, Stitcher, and all the above. Uh, we got obviously our sponsors for today, Singapore to Tokyo, any way we can documentary. It's about to be up on Amazon Prime. I expect it to be up there by the end of the week. Uh, and I'm excited. So if you guys aren't able to go to the website and, and, uh, uh, get it from there, you guys can always stream it on Amazon. It's going to be up by, I think Friday, maybe, uh, Monday at the latest. 
But uh, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm excited to get it up there. And uh, you guys are going to really love this. Um, be having been able to watch it over and over again and then just get it with other people. Uh, it's, it's pretty consensus. This, this movie is so meaningful. This series is so meaningful. It's very quick. It's easy to digest. It's easy to handle. And, and of course, you guys can always find meaning because it's a pre-COVID world. And it's what rugby and unification is all about. And, of course, being able to experience the Rugby World Cup from a first-hand uh, experience is also amazing in and of itself. Uh, also, we have the other sponsor, the Rugby Outlet Mall. You guys can get... All the gift time rugby gear, all the HBC rugby classic gear, and we're going to start having some more. We're getting some new stuff inside, but definitely go check it out. And you guys can actually get uh, rugby exclusive stuff for 20% off just for listening to this podcast. Go to Grow Rugby, type in Grow Rugby, G-R-E-A-U-X, Rugby, two words, into the code, and you guys will be able to get 20% off all exclusive rugby outlet mall gear so definitely check it out and of course for any other stuff we always want to make sure it's categorized looking for the best things that are great for you as a rugby player on and off the field that's clothes that's clothing that's shoes but more importantly it's books it is movies and just everything that you guys could use to be able to be part of that rugby lifestyle in the meantime, I hope you guys get to enjoy this all the way. I'm not going to hold back any further. Yo, please check out Kelly Smith of the American Rugby Pro Training Center. Check it out. Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of Grow Rugby. I got another V, very V, very I, incredibly P person on the podcast coming out of American Rugby Training Center, but multi-sport athlete, former football player, former track star, newly uh, uh, upcoming Olympic rugby Medalist, I'm going to throw it out there. Medalist, not just athlete, medalist. We're putting it in there. (laughs) The Kelly Smith. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Look, I receive all that, all that you just put in the atmosphere. I receive it all. Speak it in the universe, my brother. Yes. I'm yes, just now. Look now. We, 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 yes. put, we, want, we want all them vibes to be going in, all right? Yes. We about to manifest this thing. Let's go. Dude, he, said, he didn't even say rugby uh, Olympic hopeful. This man said rugby Olympic medalist. What? Oh, yeah. Call it. Look, oh, yeah. look. When it happens, they're going to be like, yo, you're Nostradamus. And I'm like, no, man. Just, it was there. Like, you, you just know. You just, just know. know. It's vibes. Just know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it's my pleasure. My pleasure to be here. Yo, I love it. Look, I, you know, I, I was telling you even before the podcast, but, you know, I'm going to say it, obviously, for the audience. You know, uh, so Jules McCoy, head coach for ARPTC and mm-hmm. former head coach for USA Rugby women's uh sevens and fifteens like uh she hit me up and told me about you and i looked mm-hmm. at the name and i was like yo this name looks so familiar to me 
I was like, I don't know why this name is so familiar to me. Yeah. And then uh, whenever she introduced us, I was like, I have seen this chick somewhere. I know I've seen her in multiple. I don't know where. Like, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things that it's just it's in your mind. It's yeah. triggering, but you don't know where the connection pieces are. Right. Right. And then I think it was, you know, I, I, I did a little searching, obviously, because, you know, we got to start. Look, anytime we become friends, you got to stop. Hey, it's well, just, props to you, because my name is so simple. So. <laughs> But, but you, you know what? Find that, it. Well, look, look. Don't underestimate that eye. That eye tell, tell, tell changes the game. If it was just shout a out to shout out to my mama. Shout out to my mama for the eye. <laughs> yeah. She knew. Yeah. Look, she was like, I know the <laughs> SEO in advance. All right. I don't want my Kelly getting mixed up with all the other Kellys. She's yeah. Kelly. <laughs> I <Right>. for independent. <laughs> you feel me? Let's go. <laughs> Man. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was through. So when I was looking, I was like Roots, and I was like, you were on that team back in 2018, 2019. Uh, that uh, last yeah. summer in London. That was, okay, you were in the London one. So that's why I was like, that's where it is. And I think it was through the group. So, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I've seen you at a tournament. Like, I feel like it absolutely, like we said, you, you've been to quite a few. But I know yeah. I've seen it, but I was like, everything is the putting together. So I'm glad to officially have been able to have the paths cross properly now. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, I, got, I always like starting off from the beginning and because, you know, everybody's origin story is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like particularly yours because of the fact that there is so much breadth that goes to it. So uh, as long as... <laughs> story is like that. It's like how you was over here, but you end up over here. And then you Ooh, came... The oop you of life stories. Here, back up to this. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. If I had a written this story, it would have just been like, oh, it's a breeze. It's a breeze. <laughs> but I ain't write it, though, so. But look, look you know go. what? It's just been basic. And nobody wants a basic story. We want, we want, the, we want the roller coaster stories. That's, that's right. where it goes. The roller coaster is right. far more interesting than just driving down the highway. True, <laughs> true. And seeing corn out the window for 15 hours. You tell me, right? Look. And, and been down too many of those roads and too many of those roads. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, kind of just where it started, like, the earliest I knew was, you, you said, you, you, not you said, but I saw that you went to UAB, but really, mm-hmm. it's got to start earlier than that. What, what was your athletic start? Like, how did you get into athletics so heavy, to say the least? So heavy. All right, so shout out to my auntie, you know. Well, first of all, shout out to, to my family for the DNA. Cause you know that helps. Uh, so Amen. I will say, Amen. and I and and I give her I give her this credit because she she like just made the executive decision to put me in sports. Uh, one weekend I was at my grandma's house in the house making too much noise. I'm about five six, making too much noise. They live in the cul-de-sac, and she was like, uh, "Go outside." And then so she thought she like, "Hmm, run around this cul-de-sac." So I ran around, <laughs> and I was done. She was like, "Go again, go again." So I ran again. She's like, you ain't tired? I was like, no. She's like, all right, all right, I'm going to call your mom. <laughs> the next day, she called my mom. She's like, hey, I'm picking her up, and she's going with me. All I know is she dropped me off at track practice, and I've been running ever since. Yo, she she literally made you do wind sprints. She's like, wind sprints first to get you tired, then it's like, ooh, ooh, let me Oh, you're not this. tired? <laughs> you're not tired? And see, that's the bad part, because, like, now I'm strictly – Fast twitch, muscle, uh, he's sprinting, we done. But when I started track, I was the two, the four, and the eight. Oh, you were crazy my, person. That was my bread and butter. 
Two, you, you, four, and eight. I was in there. Yo, in there. look. It's just running. I can't. I can't. Like, two and the four, I get. Four is already crazy enough for me. Like, I just, Oh, but the thing is, I dropped out the four when they was like, oh, you got to sprint the whole way? Let me yeah. go check out these field events. <laughs> Let me go check out these field events. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was wait, like, you know wait, what? How did you drop? Wait, wait, wait. How'd you drop out of the four first, and it wasn't the eight that took you out because the eight. Was oh like- no, it was it was the eight, but like I was still chilling. Like I could, you know, you run a you cruise. Yeah, I think around like ten or eleven. Yeah, um, is when I when I started falling back from the eight and the four. Gotcha. See, I still ran the two, the two all through high school. I. That was my thing. That one, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, because like I had the the bill for it, all that. But yeah, you already had the speed. Ten, works. Yeah, ten, eleven. Uh, that four and that eight. I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and see what these fifty bits talk about. Because I I remember it was like ten, eleven, just because I ran indoor track, and mm-hmm. I remember it's wild story. It was uh, it was indoor track and it was cold. And I don't know. You probably heard of Alabama Striders. I don't know. Yeah, the team in Alabama. Uh, well, I was running for a team in, out of Tennessee, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, called C-Motion, so Christ in Motion. Uh, and then later on, the Chattanooga Jigs. But we were at this horse barn or something. It was yeah. an indoor track, and the indoor track was, like, elevated. But oh, like one of the, okay, I know what you're talking about. But it was a wood thing, whatever. So, anyway, I was the only one from my team in my age group. And that's how I know this probably was the last time I ran 800, like, individually uh because i'm running and i didn't know nobody told me that indoor track you gotta run double the laps so oh, so 800 two laps so i run the first <laughs> one and the second one, i'm out of there i'm like yeah <laughs> ah, i got it my coach my high school he's uh ended up being my high school coach he tell this story to this day that's his favorite story so i'm running they're like no you gotta keep going gotta keep going so i'm like what no so i'm it looked like i was dead and so I think I ended up still coming in like second, and I crossed the line and just like oh, so he carried me, and I'm just like I can't, I can't do it no more, I can't do it no more. And he's like, but Kelly, you done? I was like, I know, but I just can't, I can't. But then I ended up winning my whole age group, like out of all the teams that was there, nice. I won the age group for like nine or ten year olds. So, but yeah, that's the last time I did that as an individual sport because I did do the multi events, and the 800 is at the end, and yeah. Yo, I, I, I look, I, I can even, I can understand from that because it's a mental game. Because doing the eight yeah. has always been a mental game. So if you're already thinking like you got two, all you know in your head, like you pace your mind out two, and then you get teased. Yo, this is one of the reasons why I always hated in practice, in any kind of practice, when any coach would be like, all right, you only have two more. Just burn it all oh. out. And then you burn it, and they're like, all right, two more because you guys got just enough. And I'm like, you got to That literally hell. just happened to us the other day. That literally just had to. When I say we were thirty eight hot, we were thirty eight hot. It was like you lying. Don't be lying. It's like to the point where we was like, okay, this gotta be a joke, and he just kept it going. And I was just like, oh, so look, you know what? I, that was rude. It's real. It's wrong. Like, look, look. I appreciate you trying to push me past my limits. But mm-hmm. I set these limits for a reason, all right? Like, they, right. they were create. Now, if you wanted to just tell me you're going to keep going until we go, right, I set my limits, and we're ready hey, for exactly. that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Don't tell me this is the last one, because I don't made it in my mind. I'm done. Like Exactly. I'm gonna, after you say stop, I'm shutting off. Shut, right. The, the, I'm the shutting off. 
We're just hanging over the edge. We're just we're hanging with the finger right on that button. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> Ooh, wait. But yeah, that's the beginning, man. Uh, she had me run around the cul-de-sac and drop me off at track practice. Been running ever since. And along the way, I I played a couple softball games. I didn't really yeah. get into it like I wanted to. But not enough um, running, huh? No, it wasn't even that. It was um, I was really close in middle school because they almost didn't have us a cross country coach, and yeah. so I was just all like, "Let me just do something to track get here." Because like I said, track is my thing. So right. I was just like, "I'm gonna run track." So I was like, "Okay, cross country is running on like long distance. I could just do something." Um, and but that but then they didn't have a coach, so I was like, "Oh, it's my last year. I'm gonna try softball." But then they ended up getting a coach. Um, and then I try, uh, well, I try, I play volleyball and basketball. See my family, they real big on basketball. And the crazy part is I hated basketball. <laughs> I hated it. I hated basketball. Like go all the way up until sixth grade to the point where I came home and I told them, I said, mom, I'm gonna try for the basketball team. Her and my little sister, they both looked at me and laughed. <laughs> they was like, no, you're not like you hated it. Like you hate basketball. Like what? No. Well, what's going to compel you to actually go do this? Exactly. Like, that's, like, that's like basketball. Do you even know what that is? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know your dad, your auntie, all them played it, and they big Tennessee Vols fans. But, like, yeah. uh, you playing? I don't yeah. think so. But uh, I played. You know, we weren't too hot in middle school, especially <laughs> my eighth grade year. Oof, yeah. The struggle. <laughs> but uh, I played it all the way through high school, and, and I found my role. I found my role in basketball. Uh, it was fun. I miss it. I miss it. I still joke with my teammates. I'm like, I got hoop dreams. I, don't think that's <laughs> I got hoop dreams. I still got hoop dreams. You feel me? I'm finna go out here and be uh, Mary Jones, run track and play basketball. What y'all talking about? <laughs> I'm finna do it. I, oh, in high school, I used to tell my teammates, I'm like, I'm gonna be the first one to dunk in our high school with the straightest face. Did he get? Oh man, I was so close. It was an away right. game, but I was so close, like to the point where my teammates they saw it. And to this day, I was like, man, bump that. I should have just gave the other team them two points and just dunked <laughs> that thing because it was a defensive board. It was a defensive board. So my high school is Brandon High School out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? Okay. Our colors are Columbia blue and red. All right. And it's a school in Knoxville called Austin East High School. They have the same colors. We're the Panthers, they the Roadrunners. But anyway, so that was our out-of-time rival. We playing right. a game, you know, it's always it always get heated. That's a heated game. But I just remember one time they shot it, and I just ran, and I went up to get the rebound, and I'm back here. I'm Yo. talking about ball back here. And the Are rim, you coming in with the Kobe? <laughs> man, for the rebound. And the rim is right here at my eyes. Oh, and I look. But I'm just like, man, this ain't our goal. And I just come down and big man dribble. Now, I am not the biggest one on the court. <laughs> but I big man slapped that ball like, what's up? And then I just snowbird and we scored. And my coach, soon after, it was a timeout. And she asked my point guard something. She's like, coach, I was finna get the rebound, but I looked up and Kelly Feet was in my face. I said, dang, so I was up there high. She's like, yeah, you was up there. You so like didn't follow. Just, just wait. So just shut off on the follow through, or is it, oh no, no, you got blocked. No, it was a defensive board. It was a defensive board. Defe- okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we didn't shoot. We didn't shoot. No, nah, if it was us, oh, oh I was like, I'm here. Bro, oh. I was like, yo, how are you? How no. you at the rim? Like, what more do you need? And no, no, no. Drop it. Just dr- let your nah. body just drop. 
through the hoop. You feel me? Exactly. <laughs> but no, it was a defensive board. Okay, I got it's you. Crazy. It's crazy because, you know, I told you in middle school, they laughed at me for trying out. So when I got to high school, so I didn't go. My high school had like a feeder middle schools, like mm-hmm. about two of them. Um, but I didn't. I went to a different middle school than most most uh, students. So I was like, man, that was like my first time having to like try out for something. Mm-hmm. So I tried out. I was like, I'm gonna try for basketball. I was like, I know I can't dribble well. I'm small, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm just gonna go out here and see what happens. You know, when you like, become the biggest defender ever. Yeah, the only people that knew me at that school were like the administration, some of the administration, just because probably they like my summer track coach or like yeah. I grew up you know, with them or whatever. Um, so first day of tryouts, everybody knew everybody. Coaches calling folks by name. I got to tell them my name. You know, say, so, hey, I'm, I'm Kelly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we playing. We get to playing. And I, I love defense. I love defense. And I and I found out that that's true because when I switched, when I came to rugby, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's get them. Let's get them. You know, so – we playing, it's at the end, I guess, uh, we scrimmaging, you know, see coaches, see what they got. Mm-hmm. So we was playing and one time in like the point guard, she was already on the team. I think she was like a 10th grade because I was ninth grade. And she going down, she got a fast rate. She by herself do the layup and I'm just running, just <laughs> running down the court. And this is the first time I ever done this. I don't, I ain't never worked on timing or nothing. I'm just running, running, running. And she put the ball up and I just jump up and pin it to the backboard. Nice. I surprised myself. I told you, I ain't never done that before. That and natural so coaches was under the 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 coaches was under the the rim, and I just landed. And we both it was two coaches, and we all made eye contact. And I just turned around and started going back to the court. But I seen it. They looked at me, and they looked at each other, and it's like. Oh, you on the team? Oh, you. Oh, yeah. You, you, you they wrote the that team. down. <laughs> they wrote that down. So at the end of the day, they was like, because I think it's like a two day process. They was like, all right, if I call your name, you coming back. And so I'm just like, all right, I hope they call my name. They call my name. I came <laughs> back and I made the team. I made the team. I was like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Feeling now I was like, I bit. know. Yeah, I was like, now I know I ain't finna get no playing time freshman year, but I'm on the team. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I've been watching movies and stuff. I know how it works. You know what I'm saying? Wait your turn. <laughs> Wait your turn. <laughs> you know? I'm already here. Wait your turn. But then something happened. Oh, so another classmate of mine, we came in together at the same year. Mm-hmm. She started as a freshman. Tarisha oh, wow. was balling. She'll ball out. But I guess, you know, came crush time. She like, nah, she a liability. Put Kelly in on defense. When she called me in and put me in, I said, oh, Okay. <laughs> So I got in. So freshman year, mostly my role was if we played the boxing one defense, I was the one. Right. So I was like, all right, well, it's my role. But I still want. I still was like unsure, trying to like do everything. Right, because you want to still be. You don't want to be pigeonholed into one role. Yeah, you, but you, yeah. You, you, but you appreciate getting on. But yo, I, you're a complete person. You're still, yeah. still a complete athlete. But like halfway through sophomore year, I started to embrace my role. And I was like, you know what? That's too much pressure. I don't want to <laughs> shoot. I was like, that's too much pressure. I don't want to shoot. I mean, I got a nice little elbow jumper, but, I mean, don't make me use it. You know what, right. right. Like, <laughs> don't I, make me I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it at exactly. a key moment because it has to be. But, like, exactly. I don't want you guys to expect it out of me. In the, right. Like, so, around that time, I started getting my doubles by rebounds and putbacks. Nah, I was like, that's me. This it. me all day. Exactly. Exactly. For two – for at least two, if not three years, I got defensive player of the year. So That's legit. I was like, Look, 
I was like, that's good to me. I love it. Like, it brings pure joy to my heart when you like 6'2", and I'm down here at 5'5", five, five, and you can't <laughs> You can't outjump me. Like it's a it's a picture in the newspaper where it's like three hands, two of them right here like this, and mm-hmm. then you got one that's just up here. And I was like, oh, that's my own. <laughs> my teammate said, that's like, yeah, that's you. I was like, yeah, I remember that boy. I was up there. Y'all was down there. I'm like, what y'all was doing? <laughs> but yeah, so I played in that high school. I did um, basketball and volleyball. Ooh, volleyball. See the middle school I came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feeder high school like it's literally like the middle school high school next door right. shout out to mom because she was like nah you're not going to that high school because they would allow you to get away with not trying in because because uh, my name my name had already got to the high school before i wait, did so wait wait it was it just your name or did, was it kind of like the family name in general like did, did no did, my family didn't my family didn't go to this middle school my family went from went to the schools that was like on the south side where back in the day when only oh, black okay, people okay. could go yeah no nah, this is a different that different area they knew was, nothing about the smiths they didn't know nothing about the smiths you know this, this was but, a, you had set the criteria you have now set the standard on your own and your name for this area exactly exactly because the high school coach she real close with the middle school coach did a lot of camps together and stuff and coach done seen me so and she was already in my ear like seventh grade she's like you come into the high school right you come into the <laughs> high school right and she and they known for volleyball like they don't want state championships and stuff in volleyball yeah. so she's just like we get you one of these we get you one of these like some of my teammates in middle school their freshman year in high school they won volleyball. So she right. would come and be like, we get you one of these. Basically, you see yeah, you, you're a champion. See, yeah, she was like, you see, so-and-so just came over here and just won. We'll get you one of these. And I was like, she need to play. Like, do I even <laughs> want that ring? Because, like, you didn't even put her in, coach. Right. Okay. But, yeah, so my mom, she didn't want me to go because she was like, I know my child. <laughs> and your halfway is, like, a little bit above a lot of people's trying. Right. So, so they'll let you get away with it. But you're not yeah, going to be maximizing yeah, so. to your extent that you, you're full exactly. potential. Right? And so I, that's I get why that. she went me. She, she took me over there to where they didn't nobody know. Me. So, uh, so that's, so they were known for volleyball and in middle school, that's when I learned how to play. So mm-hmm. like I'm serving overhand, you know, nice. I'm set, I'm a setter. So I'm setting that thing. I could pass decent, you know, I ain't too bad. And I get over here, my high school, they still serve it like this and, and can't get it over the net. So I'm like, oh, man, we in trouble. We in trouble. But now we put the work in. We made history. We was the first uh, volleyball team in our high school to make it so far in the tournament. Nice. And everything. And we was killing it. We would play schools that's known for volleyball. And, you know, they would expect not innocent kids. Black kids, they weren't expecting nothing from us, man. We come up in there, pass that spike in that Pop thing, that. blocking, getting it. Ooh. And uh so I our coach came from Key West, Florida. Um, and he played volleyball. Right. So when I say our practices was brutal, this man was stand up in the desk at the net that like made him like over the net and would spike it so hard at us, so hard to the point where we passing like <laughs> like closing our eyes. We one of those moments wherever at some point you were just like, "Yo, it feels like my hands have gloves because they're so swollen from how hard we have to keep having it was to the hit the fork." The, the fork. Oh, oh shoot! Yeah, like passing, like digging. I was like, "Can we like take a break?" Like my arms gotta be leather at this point. As hard as you hit me, <laughs> like, said, I'm gonna kill every nerve inside your arm by this oh, yeah. time. This is done. It was it was brutal. And then the part for me what made it so bad because like I had the volleyball background of funny yeah. clothes. 
So he would make me be the example every time. Like, Kelly, show him how it's done. So if deep down in the fourth chamber of my heart, I'm scared too. But I can't show my teammates. Right. Because they looking at me. They're like, all right, Kelly got it. If Kelly can do it, we can do it. <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah, I got it. I got it. But then in the fourth chamber of my heart, I'm like, ooh, this ball finna come so hard. This finna come so hard. But, yeah, we did it, though. We were, oh, man, when I say people, like, started coming to our volleyball games because we put on a, a good show. We put yeah. on a good show. And then, like, when our number one, our middle blocker, when she graduated, he moved me in, in, in the setter. They graduated together. He mm-hmm. moved me to setter. It was over. Oh, oh that, now you had the power. Now you can control where this thing's going to go. I remember. So we playing regular, you know, and I think it was like right before a game, we warming up or something because I'm left-handed too. Mm-hmm. And so I said a lot of times couldn't backstick. So she had to turn around if they wanted to hit me, set me because I'm on the right side. I was a right side hitter. But so now I'm centered and I'm left-handed. I remember he came up to me. He said, hey, you get a good pass for Nene and Didi, you take it. <laughs> I said say less because we had some good passes. I'm talking about when I say they dug those balls, uh, like they it wasn't no like soft no. spikes, like they Talk was about. spiking hard. Oh, like coming at you, and they was digging it. Like them, my two of my uh two best friends, they yeah. could dig some balls. Do you hear me? <laughs> um, uh, if they had to play in college, they probably would have been all American liberos. Uh, oh, no man. lie, no lie. So, and they got some good pass. Like, if you need somebody to get it to the setter, hit it to them. Right. Hit it to them. They going to get it to me. So, I remember it was one. I'm on front row, too. I was like, oh, yeah, this the one. I jumped up. And, like, I was finna set it. And spike. Oh! <laughs> it was over. It was over. The coach jumped up. She said, you cannot just stand there when she has a 70-foot vertical. You have to block. Mm, I love it. And it was inside the 10-foot line, too. Uh, even better. Oh, man. Yo, look, that's interesting because, you know, I even in listening to all that, right, mm-hmm. and you kind of watch just – there's two things that come into my mind on it. One, this bit of responsibility that seems to have been gathered from being gathered on you from being a – basically an above-average to high-level athlete on its yeah. own. So you have yeah. the – the, the talent level that already puts pressure on you. But then yeah. the other half of it is the acclimation to uncomfortable or challenging situations and mm-hmm. being able to raise people up. Now, yeah. obviously on the talent side, you already mentioned, you know, genes and, and pure yeah. insanity that works with. <laughs> <laughs> True. See, people don't believe me when I say insanity because collegiate track and field, you got to be out of your mind to compete in that. I was going to say, so whenever you that's say. That's another story. I was going to say, when you're from Chattanooga, Tennessee, I've never met anybody coming out of Chattanooga, Tennessee that was in their right mind. Only good people, not in their right mind. Still one of my All right, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, look, I'm going to ask another question on that later. That, that'll come for later okay. on in terms of Chattanooga. Okay, okay. But the other half, the other thing that I, I noticed was the willingness to go deal with challenges. So when you had, when you weren't, when your mom prevented you from going to that uh, school that was right, that was initially next to your middle school, like, Mm -hmm. was there a complaint? Because I'm assuming a lot of your friends in middle school went to that one in the high school. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you went to the the one that was a a little bit further across town, like, Mm -hmm. was it something that you relished at the time? Or was it something that you were just like, 
yo, I, I didn't want to do this. Like, I'm only doing this because I have to. Or was it like, I like the challenge and I'm ready to go. So it was a mix. Okay. So it was the high school that my sis, my older sister went to. Okay, so there was already a family attached. Yeah, but, it's a, but it was a 12-year difference. So ain't nobody there no more. Right, true story. Well, I take that back. It was still some teachers there. That was there when she was there. I take that back. But it was a difference. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, she was here two years ago. Right. So, um, it was a mix just because uh that school both schools weren't too far from my house. But because my sister went there, I kind of knew the culture, right? So mm-hmm. it was it's a predominantly black school. And right. so you know, I grew up going to like see the band play and stuff like that. Um, and then the other school, just I was just comfortable. Like I've been there, I've been around these people. We've been matriculating through grades together, you know, for the last couple of years. So it was it was mixed. Um, and also just, but I appreciate though because it was it was a change of scenery. Just like because my mom told me one time we was talking, she's like, yeah, she was like, you my child, you the child that like I could put you wherever, right? And you'll be all right. So the middle school was in the feeder high school they was known as predominantly white schools right okay and then the school i ended up going to was predominantly black so i was just like all right well i ain't really been in this environment before at this level so interesting and then when i got there it was people like that i knew from sports so they kind of like you know that's like yeah come hang out with us so i like made my made my little cushion in there whatever and then of course met new people but i was like oh Ain't that bad. Too bad. You know? Right. Now I wasn't expecting no like lean on me more than Freeman stuff. <laughs> Mr. Sam's on. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Sam, Mr. Clark don't play. But I mean, I wasn't expecting that. But but it was known like the the how it was portrayed in the media often. Right. The school I went to, it like it made it seem like, oh, this is uh dangerous minds kind of on me. Right. This is lean on me all the way. Like it's gonna be cranky in the hallway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Police every day. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't it was like sure. that. We actually we actually was a, a, a magnet school. We had our own restaurant. Like literally city employees will order from our restaurant. It's called yeah. Brainer Bistro. Um we had our own restaurant, automotives. Uh I was uh, we had different pathways or three. Uh try to break it down. So ninth grade was success. And then once you get to 10th grade and up, in 10th mm-hmm. grade, you pick what pathway you want. Um, we wore uniforms, so freshmen wore white. Uh, if you were on ITBS, I forget what they stand for, but they had uh, information technology. Uh, it was culinary arts, uh, automotives, and I think maybe like something to do with like art. Nice. That was the blue. That was the uh, Columbia blue shirts they okay. wore at. And then you had Ace Academy. That was what I was on. It was legal and protective pathways and uh, allied health like that. So I was legal and protective because I was crime scene all the way like CSI. Let's you go. did investigate. Did oh, yeah. We <laughs> did stuff like that. Like we studied blood splatter, crime scenes, nice. all that cool stuff. And like, you know, took field trips to the prisons and all that in the allied health. Uh, they worked in like medical, like they learned about the medicals and stuff like that. And I think 11 and 12th grade for the first half of the school day, they got to work in like a nursing home or something like that. Like they wore scrubs and got to go do that. So we was a whole magnet school. So I was like, so the news ain't going to talk about this, huh? Right. Because (laughs) it's not, yeah. Again, you know, I, I find it so interesting whenever you say that because of the fact that 
we know, and, and I, I mean, it's not even new knowledge to be like the, the news skews or TV skews how we see so much of this stuff. But I think it's even that much more interesting when it's a place that's even in your proximity. It's not even right. like it was like somewhere over across the country. It's exactly. Not like, you know, you know, it's not like, oh, I see Dangerous Minds. Man, L.A.'s messed up. I'm over here in Tennessee. Or, yo, uh, New York, man, you guys wilding. It's literally like, yo, right down the street. Right. Right down the street. But you know what's funny? I had a similar situation. And so the place where I live now, uh, it, it's in what would be middle North Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. All the time, for since I ever moved here, down here to Louisiana, you know, there's always been that split and divide where North Baton Rouge, which is predominantly black, like hood, it's dangerous, blah, 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 blah. Right. South Baton Rouge is typically a more wealthier area, whereas where I uh, uh, went to high school and, and, and my parents originally were until they went off to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whenever I had to move over to this side of town, like, even my parents were a little bit worried, and they were like, man, I don't know if we need to go over here. Uh, and for me, I'm just like, look, as long as people don't bother me, I'm good to go. Like, I, I don't need much. And if something goes down, well, you know, we'll take care of it in that moment. I, I can't predict anything uh, outside of that. I move up to here. Kelly, when I tell you this has been one of the nicest, quietest areas I've ever been. Except for, I'm not going to lie, there's an occasional gunshots from here and there. Well, yeah. I yeah. don't feel like it's going anywhere. We anymore. had the occasional, look, we had the occasional lockdowns. Right. Like, it's, there's <laughs> stuff happening, but you, people over-exaggerate. Right. You're just like, yo, it's not, it's not really anything happening. It's like, I hear it. Unless I right. hear, like, an ambulance coming up behind it, then I'm not really tripping that hard. But usually it's like... Yeah. Okay, there's that. It's not doing anything. It's not anywhere near here. And, and I go around this entire neighborhood. Nothing's happening. Yet you get, like, all these people who are just, like, real talk, mad, chill, either want to converse or trying to help you. I remember one time I was walking outside in the summer, and people were just like, hey, you look hot. Do you need a ride back? Like, are you good? And I was like, I appreciate that. I'm good, though. But thank you. Yeah, I was like literally right. right around the corner. But you don't get that aspect. You just exactly. get the dangerous, you exactly. know, get tight. You know, everybody's going to rob you around the corner. And it's exactly. just like, no. It's, it's, it's exactly. I think it, there's, there's, it's like you said, it's, it's a mindset and it's a perception. It's, mm-hmm. if you go in with the expectation of fear, I feel like fears has a tendency to come back and backlash at you. Right. But if it's, it's the expectation of, everybody's cool and let people at least show and also maybe not you know necessarily present yourself as everything maybe not show mm-hmm. out on everything necessarily so you're bringing attention to yourself unnecessarily but if you're just chill and you're just doing what everybody you just chill and you're just being a part of the being a part of the the culture being a part of the area exactly. then exactly. it just kind of embraces you in and you're just like oh you know people are people because it's basically in a nutshell so that's interesting that you had that situation when it came with yeah. high school. Well, I'm glad I'm glad she made the decision. I mean, at that point. But I feel like that's kind of my personality. I just would have been like, oh, okay, whatever. But right. I'm glad she made the decision because uh, I really, at, at one point, I had more high school pride than I did for UAB. And I was there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but I, I got I got mad pride for the uh, for my high school like all the way, go Panthers. Like I'll be like, hey, once a Panther, always a Panther. Like if somebody posts something, I'll be like, yo, BHS all day. Let's go. You know, like I'm in there. So yeah, I appreciate him for that. Yeah. 
You know, Kelly, I, I feel like you should put more excitement out there. I couldn't tell that you were a Panther fan all the listen, way through. I, I you listen. know, <laughs> look, Corona, Corona done messed up the high school reunion thing, but yay, look, you in, in there. What's a Panther? Always a Panther. Cause my high school, the alumni association, every summer we have an alumni picnic and like every class that's graduated has like a tent and we just be out at the school on the yard, on the field. Uh, whatever, just chilling, barbecuing, taking pictures, having a good time, and just be like, BHS, you know what I'm saying? The band will come out and play. Like, we does it. <laughs> I, th- I feel like that is such a commonality of, like, black high schools around the, around the country. I feel yeah. like that's so, because even in New Orleans, one of my friends, she has that same thing. Like, the pride, the, I, you know what it is? It's the band. It's the band. The better your band be. is, the more you get attached to your school. I think that's, a, that's it in a nutshell. Because I've because never my seen... my time it. in Birmingham, it's a, a couple of high schools. They have their little alumni uh, picnic things going on, and they be yeah. out there. Yeah. Once it's something that music touches the soul, it stay, the vibration stays You gotta play forever. the right song. Because, like, my high school is, like, the feeder school, like, one of the feeder schools for TSU. So it was even... So, you know, we played all the HBCU classics. <laughs> we just stole they, they little touchdown song and everything <laughs> and just remixed it for us. Like, whatever TSU doing, we doing. We doing it over here. <laughs> like, yeah, we doing that over here, too. What you mean? <laughs> and I, oh, yeah, so you don't know this, but I was in a band. I was in a band in high school. The what was your band. instrument? I'm talking about, like, 90-degree marching. Oh, wood wins all day. Give it up Bro, for the alto oh sax. Oh, my God. You, what were you, saxophone, clarinet? Which one? Alto sax. sax Come course. on, Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson. <laughs> Let's go. They didn't, they didn't respect us in parade formation, though. They put us in the back. I ain't appreciate that. See, look, you know, but you know what? You you got you set the bass. You're right there with the 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 bass drums. What is it? Not the bass drums. The oh my goodness. Yeah, it's the bass. The sound. Yeah, it is the bass, the bass drum with yeah, the bass yeah. and and with the tubas and baritones back there holding that. Look. Alto says we did play a lot of the same parts with the baritone. I do remember that. Yeah. Because when I got in bed, she she needed some alto sax players, so she moved the one she had and moved them to baritone. So yeah, we okay. played a lot of the same parts. Again, but it's yeah. the heartbeat of the band. It's the heartbeat. Don't True. let anybody fool you. True. That's what it is. <laughs> now that you said that, now that you mentioned it, that is true. Because, like, if your band was whack or it didn't really do nothing, exactly. it's just like, ah, I go to this school. But the bands that was popping in the city. It changes it. Look. Oh, we. What? So what? I, you know you what I'm saying? This, this is how I knew this happened, all right? So I went to a high school that, predominantly white high school, U-High, on LSU, Louisiana State campus, right? Mm-hmm. So when we were in band, like, it was just kind of whatever. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate being a U-High cub yeah. and all that. It was cool. It was nice. I, I like my people. You know, whatever. My brother... Seven years mm-hmm. difference from me, all right? Uh-huh. He went there. Him and his friends turned that band up, and he played the oh. tuba. And oh. they, when I tell you that the U-High pride, like, emitted, when, like, like, when I tell you, look, we both had the same band teacher. Our, our band teachers were the same. I played trumpet, he played tuba. Our teacher was like, no, nah, no, nah, I like their class so much better than yours. You're... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, your class was so difficult. But them, they changed it. They changed the way yeah. band goes. And it's Texas. I think it is. It's the music. 
The music changes the game in it. Got to keep that in mind. Next right? time somebody try to argue me down, I'm like, see, it's because you're bandwhack. It's because you're bandwhack. Because I got something else, too, where they be talking about kids these days. I'm like, look, I already know what's wrong with kids these days. They grew up with a front porch. They grew up with a front porch. And they ain't got no real good Disney movies. That's why we good. That's why our generation, we, we Gucci. It, it helps. Kids, it helps. You see all these cookie-cutter houses they building? Ain't no front porch. <laughs> Ain't no front porch. You need a front porch. I'm telling you. <laughs> so what we got? Front porch. You gotta get the right band. Uh huh. And, and a good the movie. movie. It's yeah. A mo- the movies do change the game. The movies do change yeah. the game. No, yeah. That's it. I'm talking about if y'all want to change the world, whoever's over these three things, y'all need to put them back. Put them back in the culture. Put them back in society. Make it a staple. There's a, bar, there's a bunch of marketing execs right now just taking notes. Be like, ah, oh, this is how we get them. Let's get this exactly. next generation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you want them to act right, get them a front porch, <laughs> get them a good band, and a Disney movie. <laughs> Man, I love uh, it. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Yo, yeah. so, okay. I don't even know where I'm at in my story from the beginning. So I told you, okay, cul-de-sac, running track, middle school, did all that. High school, I played every sport. Volleyball, track, basketball, yeah, and so, marching band. So okay, so so kind of fast forward. So then, how'd you get into pro football, semi-pro football? Uh, while I was at UAB. Okay. And UAB came about because of me running track when I was younger. Right. So the coach at TSU was trying to recruit me, but uh, she kind of dropped the ball a little bit. And TSU being Texas Southern or TSU no. being Tennessee so when I say when I say TSU, I'm referring to Tennessee State. I don't okay. know what you talking I just, about. I don't know what sure. you talking yeah. about. The real, the <laughs> real <laughs> TSU, the real TSU. Hold on, because that, that's what my people went. Okay, I'm pretty. I'm probably like the only one from our family that didn't go to TSU. All right, so we gonna we gonna have that. That that's the real TSU. All right, we gonna leave that there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm chilling. Chilling in high school, doing my thug fizzle and track, you know, getting invited to the uh, well, it was Nike, but it was it turned to New Balance meet, so I got invited to that. Right. You, know, you got to be top of the top to get up in there. Right. And uh, my coach is the same one that liked that story of me uh doing the eight hundred mm-hmm. and almost quitting. So he was like, "Yeah, uh, this coach from UAB want to talk to you." I'm like, "UAB, what's that? I don't even know what that is." <laughs> You know, because I had my mindset, I was going to UTK all the way. That's University of Tennessee. Uh, uh, yeah, the the one that I don't like so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since we in uh, Chattanooga, we say UTK because the one in Chattanooga is UTC. UT right. Chattanooga. So I was like, I'm going to UTK all the way. Um, and she's like, yeah, this coach UAB won't talk to you. So it was a lot of hurt feelings going on during this process. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, because LSU sent me a couple letters and then they stopped. I was like, what? I want to be a tiger. Like LSU is known for tracks. So I'm like, let's go. And when I tell you that track is amazing to run on. Oh, I'm already here. Yo. I'm telling you, I've been running. So we know, so we know what schools is popping. Right. Um, so LSU was sending me stuff and then they just like, I'm like, all right, y'all going to send like the real letter. Like, well, yeah. And then UTK, we run there every year. And um, at one point, one year, I well, every year, I'm doing a long jump and a high jump at the same time. Like, it's okay. always at the same time for me. But one year, I came in second in a long jump and won a high jump. And I came in second 
to a girl that ended up playing for Pat Summit. I don't know if you know Gloria Johnson. She beat me by like uh, two inches. By two inches. So I went tripping. I was like, yo, she better go play for Pat Summit. So that's dope. And she barely beat me. It's two inches. I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I so I went and talked to the coach. And the coach at Tennessee was like, yeah, you could uh, we'll give you an invitation to try out. I said, try out? Like, why, why, why do I have to show anymore? Like, I'm yo. like, sir, you've seen me at this meet every year. And I, I looked at your roster. I'm beating a couple people that's on your roster right now. That's, that's what I was thinking in my head. I ain't tell them that. But I was just like, try out. Like, really? He's like, yeah, you try out. So I'm chilling at high school one day. And my coach, he was like, yeah, this coach at UAB wants to talk to you. She remember you from uh, with Alabama Striders. I said, ain't no wrong with Alabama Striders. He was like, no, he, she remember you when you were younger. I said, oh, okay. And come to find out, she's the daughter of the coach of the Alabama Shriders, well, the one that founded Alabama Shriders. And she yeah. remembered me. She told me, she was like, yeah, I Wait, remember From way you back in, like, when you were from 10, way back years when old? I was, like, 19. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, she remembered. So that's how I got to UAB. Small world. Fast forward. Yeah, so I got recruited for uh, long jump and high jump right. at UAB. So that's what, that was my main event. So every now and then, you know, you'll see me pop off the relay for uh, first leg. Uh, but uh, so fast forward my junior year, mm-hmm. uh, I tore my Achilles. So I, that took me that took me out of the outdoor season. I, we had just finished indoor season. We was going to the outdoor season. I had this monster jump, the first outdoor uh, competition. And then was, they was getting ready to go to Texas Relays. And like a couple of days before, pop, Achilles. So right. I'm out for the season. I'm out. During that time, uh, I just I, I started to disagree with the coaches and stuff. So I don't recommend this to scholarship <laughs> athletes. I don't recommend this to scholarship athletes, but that's when like a lot of stuff became clear to me. So I was like, man, I because I, I had been asking for like extra stuff or like what we gonna do to help me because at that time, my sophomore year, I was like, man, I feel like I'm plateauing. And what I found right. out is me as an athlete. That's why I don't like to be, you know, like some athletes like, man, I'll be climbing. Now for you, me, the frustrating part is plateauing. Did you feel like it was like that before you tore your Achilles or was it kind of something yes. you realized afterwards? Yeah. So, so fresh, so freshman year, me and my roommate, yeah. oh, we came in there blowing up the spot. You know, we finishing top three, top four in all the events. You know what I'm saying? We go to these events and, you know, in college, certain, uh, certain track meets you win, you get prizes. So we leaving with stuff in our hands, you know, like we got a stopwatch, uh, like a pocket watch one time, like right. little plaques. Like we coming in beating juniors and seniors. So freshman year, like we was doing it. You know, we was out there. Um, the Tyson Invitational, that's a real big meet in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's held in uh, Arkansas. And we qualified for that our freshman year. Nice. So, like, we was doing it. So, yeah, we was doing it. And then sophomore year came, and I'm like, all right, it's, it's okay, but, like, I ain't getting better. What's, what's happening? And then, and, and then the workouts changed, too. So I'm like, why are we not doing what I was doing last year? Because right. it looked like it was working to me. And so that's when I got to the point. I was like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm plateauing. Right. Uh, what, what are we going to do? Like, I had talks with the coaches and I was like, what are we going to do? And they were like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. So junior year came fight through indoor season. And then that's when the injury happened. So at this point I'm already kind of frustrated. Right. Add the and injury so, in and you're just adding fuel into that fire. Yeah, even yeah. More. So that's when I started, I was like, man, I don't agree with this. I'm, I'm frustrated. 
So I started realizing, like, man, I don't think they're going to help me get to the next level, you know, where I want to go. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but running track for so long since I was five, I'm like, bro, I got to go to the limits. Like, it's only right. I feel like I feel like at this point it's expected. Not saying it is pressure on me, but I'm just like it just it's a natural it's a natural progression of things. Is that like that's the next step? Yeah. That's the next step. You know what I'm saying? Gotta complete it. You know? Right. So I was like, okay, well, this not happening. So in that frustration, I was like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna do what I wanna do. And they don't look like I said, I don't recommend this for uh, scholarship <laughs> athletes. I started playing everything, intramurals, everything, everything. It, was it Volleyball, just just so you could be doing something else just yes, to give you a little bit more control? Because my thing, like, to this day, I still love long jump. Like, I go out there every night and work on my long jump technique, like the small stuff, because I was like, rugby will take care of the conditioning. I don't need that. <laughs> but uh, long jump is my thing. And I had seen it before with classmates in high school. I had this one uh, guy friend. Uh, we actually went to prom together. DJ, 6'8", ninth grade. Yeah. I'm like, boy, yeah, you uh, balling. And then, so, we got to a point, I was like, dang, DJ, you gonna hoop in school? He's like, man, no, nah, I don't want to. I'm like, bro, you that big? What you mean you don't want to hoop? But the coaches made him not love the game no more. So, that's what uh, I felt was happening to me uh, at UAB during that time. Uh, so, I was just like, you know what? Let me find something else to do. And I was like, I still got hoop dreams. So, I'm gonna go hoop. <laughs> so, I started hooping in intramurals. Yeah, I started doing uh, intramural volleyball, like that, but I started playing basketball. Look, my team made it to the championship, though. <laughs> Yo, we got to play in a big gym where the uh, actual uh, game actually- basketball team play. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah, I started doing that, and I also picked up flag football. Right. Uh, so Everybody gets playing. flag football. I swear to God. Yeah. But like, this flag football wasn't intramural, though. I had Oh, you guys did, like, the competitive one? No, so I was working at the Y for a summer camp, and some of the people, so Birmingham, mind you, I'm in school at UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Birmingham had a city league of women's flag football, and so oh, nice. I worked with at the summer camp. They was like, yeah, come check it out. So I'm going just to be a spectator, and one of our, that's like, yeah, told the coach, yeah, she run track. She run track. Now, my, I mean, I think I'm taking summer classes, and I got one more year left of eligibility. So I was like, yeah, nah, I, don't, I ain't going to be able to play. So uh, he's like, yeah, you go play. And I told him, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm taking summer classes. I don't think I'll be able to. He's like, that's all right. Somebody get a number. Somebody get a number. So <laughs> they took my number down, and I just started coming to practice. My first flag football game, it actually just showed up on my memories, uh, was uh, the four, 2014 summer, nice. that summer. We playing in Atlanta. That was my first time. Now, I played uh, flag football when I was younger just because of the after-school program my mom had us in. Right. I was playing. It was me and one other girl, and we used to give them hell, boy. They he had us rushing the quarterback. We both get back that get both the flags. It was to the point where the other team, the coaches, the other team, they're like, "Man, where you find these girls at, man? Where you find these girls at?" So like, I I knew flag football, you know. So I started playing with them, and yeah, had fun. I was like, "Man, this bringing back childhood memories, childhood memories." So that same coach, I played with him a couple years, and like mm-hmm. around two thousand. 16, 15, like he had mentioned it like at 15, and I was still undecided if I was going to go to grad school or whatever. So, but then I ended up taking the job working with uh Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. Well, I was going to um, say, so what, were you, like, what were you studying? What were you studying at UAB during the time? Were you still doing forensics or anything like that? Oh, that? yeah, 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 yeah. So, I wanted to switch to forensics, but I couldn't. What so I made up my um, own degree my mm-hmm. sophomore year. 
uh, because just straight criminal justice wouldn't have got me where I was trying to go because right. I, I was misled. I didn't know. But I made it. UAB had this uh, program. It's called IDM, Individually Designed Major and Minor. And I did that. I worked with uh, the the uh department chair of the master's program nice. uh worked with my advisors like regular student advisors and worked with like a lot of professors that was teaching forensics and stuff and we came up with this uh degree program and we was just gonna call it forensics uh yeah just forensics because oh, like, nice. it's biology and, biology and criminal justice so i wrote this five paper you had to write a paper to explain why they should let you do this like it was awesome even the lady that read she's like this is great just make this change and this change <laughs> and so and then by the time i signed it now usually people they be like i'll wait till my junior year to change this was literally at the beginning of my sophomore year when i signed the paper like everything signed. Everybody signed off on it. I was the last person to sign. Right. And my advisors from athletics came over and was like, You can't do that. Oh, I was like, Why? What? It was like, You can't do that because if you do that, you'll be like a, because I was going into the junior year, I think. That's like, you'll be a junior on the field and a sophomore in the classroom and you'll be ineligible. I oh. asked no more questions because, for one, I, this the fir- like, I was the first one to go through this scholarship process of student athletics with my family so I ain't know what right. nothing so I didn't ask questions if if now I probably would have asked questions but it's like you would have been ineligible and hindsight was, is 2020 20, though yeah I would have asked like well how does this affect my scholarship you know because how many football fields got right yeah and they still be <laughs> out there playing but anyway so they said no so ultimately I ended up getting a criminal justice degree with mm-hmm. a concentration in forensics and a minor in psychology okay so so yeah that's how I ended up with the uh, sheriff's office uh so yeah the coach he come back he's like i'm gonna start this tackle team i want you to be on it i was like cool i'll try it you know why not so i tried it and that's how i got into tackle football the first season we played we only had like 12 13 people so everybody playing both ways <laughs> when i say we was tied <laughs> Ooh, we was tied because we playing collegiate rules ncaa rules so we're yeah. 15 minute quarters man i remember one time this is a cool part me and my quarterback, I'm playing, I play DB. Or okay. I play cornerback. And she plays safety. I right. remember one time we looked at each other. We was like, is this just first quarter? <laughs> oh, we was tired. We was tired. But we'll be back there playing defense and then turn around on offense. Play and wide receiver. The ball. Yeah, so she was a quarterback. Nah, she was a quarterback. I play running back. Oh, nice. I play running back in football. So that's I, I would like to uh, attribute my footwork, you know, to that. Cause I, I I do it a little bit in rugby. I'm like ah ah, you know. You gotta bring saying? it. You gotta gotcha. You know what's funny? That was like one of the reasons why I even started playing rugby was because of the mm-hmm. fact that I was watching a game and they were like running a line. They made mm-hmm. a pass and I was looking. I was like, yo, why did they pass it? They could have just juked this guy out. Like all you just needed was just a little little dot. He'd have exactly. been done. I was like, exactly. man, I can do that. <laughs> Let me go do that as well, and then <laughs> history from there. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, I play uh, cornerback and running back, and sometimes so, every now and then he'll line me up at linebacker. Sometimes they what? Line me up at linebacker. Yeah, linebacker position in football on defense. So what was your first hit like? For you then, like, because obviously you've been playing a bunch of non-contact, even in basketball, even as much contact as you can make on defense, it's not football My first contact. Hit in rugby or football? First Why not say football? Football first. Okay. Football, so it really, my first 
hit, like just initial, like, okay, I'm tackled, wasn't yeah. really a big hit. My big hit didn't come until maybe like summer before last. Mm. Um, so like recently. Yeah, yeah, that was the big key. Because uh, my team is Birmingham called Alabama Fire. Okay. And our rival team is Atlanta Phoenix. And they call it the SEC, uh, you know what I'm saying, the Iron Bowl of the South for us uh, when we play each other. Because, like, it's real talk. Because, like, they've been going – they've been maybe, like, 10 years or more having yeah. an organization. We just started in 2016, and we didn't even come back the next season after. Oh, Like, yeah. I played – yeah, I played for Atlanta. I mean, Alabama that first season, and then was playing for a team in California. So, um, but I tell you, after the after the hit, so like the hits, wasn't nobody really hitting us. We, me personally, Alabama Fire was hitting each other harder in practice than uh. we were getting hitting games because we had some girls on that team. Mm. They're gonna. They're, 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 they're gonna bring all that full Alabama. That Alabama crazy. I'm gonna just yeah. call it Alabama yeah. crazy. So, so look, R.I.P. the bull, but she, woo, she was smacking. And my teammate that I told you that was doing long jump with me, yeah, she was out there for the first part for a little bit. We was at practice one day, and I think bull came around and just smacked Renee, just smacked her. And I'm doing, I'm running back. So I'm just looking like, oh, glad it ain't me. <laughs> and then the next play, Renee did the same thing to Bull. They was just smacking. So we, everybody at practice, we just like, mm, we just glad y'all on our team. Right? Glad y'all on our team. <laughs> so ironically, you guys are getting hit five days a week, two, two to five <laughs> days a week. And then yeah. if you're going to get some, it'll only be like one time at best. <laughs> exactly. So my hit, that's what I'm saying, when they were hitting me, Sometimes it'll just be like I go down because you just I, I'm tired of dragging you right. stuff. Like you're not really tackling me. I'm just like I can't carry you no more. I done carried you ten yards. Okay, to okay ball down type right. stuff. Now the one the hit that I got, like I said, was from that Atlanta team. And uh, what happened? I think it was like a fumble or something. I'm running back and the quarterback fumbled it, trying to get it out or something. Like it wasn't supposed to come to me, but I was there. So I got the ball and I picked up and I tried to turn to like just run out. And one of the ends, she just, bah, <laughs> just hit me. And I'm like, I can't even be mad. It's football. Right. What had me mad, what had me 38 hot was the fact, because I know Atlanta, and I was like, I'm going to be on a highlight film. <laughs> That's what made me mad. That's what made me mad. I didn't care, care about the hit. It's the embarrassment like, that you're going to have the repeat of it over and over. You guys are going to try and get pride as if this is a normal thing. You guys got lucky exactly. on one. Exactly. But then it was the homie because uh, J-Rock, we, uh, we both made the All-Star team my first year uh, playing football. We both, yeah. we both made the All-Star team, so we made that road trip. So we, we the homies, and she hit me too, and she just hit me, and I was just like, that's a good hit, J-Rock. I ain't even mad at you. I ain't even mad at you, big dog. Because I know how J-Rock plays. J-Rock an athlete too. Nice. Oh, my God. But yeah, she hit me, and I wasn't even mad. I told my teammates, I said, "Now y'all got me on that highlight tape. Like, I I ain't care about the hit. It's football, right? Right. And if we hit, if we hit people, we can't get mad when they hit us back. Of course, of course. Yeah. But you don't need it to be seen each time. Like, I don't want you to. Exactly. I don't want you to reminiscing exactly. off of it. I want it to be exactly. the hit and then move on. Ooh, I was so mad. I was just like. <laughs> 
I like the players. I've been a highlight tape, man. But, yeah, so that's how I got into tackle. Uh, the first season, they played in the WFA, Women's Football Alliance League. Yeah. Um, And me and pretty much the whole team, we made the all-star team. If we won first team, it was second team. I got I got rookie of the year. Nice. Year and, like, led the league in rushing. So, that was dope. So, I was like, oh, snap. Hey. Let's um, go. But, so, yeah. okay. So, you're doing football. So, then now it gets to – Rugby. So you said 2016 you guys so, started at Alabama. 2016, I had grad- graduated UAB. I'm done. Right. But I started training post-collegiate long jump because by this time I got a new coach. A new coach. This time you got a what? A new coach. Okay. So my last year at UAB, I got a new coach. And the results we saw with her, we was like, boy, if we had like three years with you. Oh, he would have. Oh, man. I'm talking about we. She had us out there, you know, a video game. You got creative player. She had us looking like that, like it was <laughs> unreal. Like we was lean, we was cut. Oh man, people, people saw us. Like the coach that recruited me, that I told you, that remember me from um from way from, back from in whatever with that. Yeah, Alabama. she saw us. Yeah, we ran that pin relays, and she saw us. She was like, "What you feeding them? They're like the same children <laughs> I recruited. Them are not the same children I recruited." He was like, "Yeah, she got us right." Yeah, Man. so I started training post collegiate with her. For a were you long trying jump. to? Were you trying to do uh, uh, like world championships and? Yeah, travel? like compete, like compete in long jump. It was me and long jump and my other teammate doing triple jump. So okay. we were trying to compete in that, but I was still playing football because I was like, why right. not? You know, uh, I ain't doing nothing else. And right. So that's and at that time, and then this was the time I played with the California team. So my Alabama team played, but the coach he was like. Yeah, we did good, but I don't want to play if we ain't got the numbers because I don't want y'all to, you know, have to do that again. So they didn't come back. It's kind of dangerous at the same time, too. Yeah. The lady that was over the league, she saw – she seen me and Jenkins play. We made the All-Star game. She was like, y'all too good not to play. So what we'll do is we'll fly y'all out to California for games. Y'all just pick the games y'all want to play. Y'all got to play in three to qualify for playoffs. So Mm -hmm. pick three games, and we'll fly y'all out and play. So me and her – was playing for the California team. Nice. And so that was like, wait a minute. You doing it on the East Coast and the West Coast? You running around people like that? You made the all-star team for the East Coast? Now the West Coast? <laughs> oh, y'all can play, play. So we played that. So while I was doing that, still training for long jump, I had – oh, no, actually, I got injured training for long jump because it had rained and we didn't do the sand right or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking time out. I see – this is how I got into rugby. I'm literally one day after practice, uh, long jump practice, I'm just looking on my phone, scrolling Twitter. It said, are you the next Olympic hopeful? Hmm. I said, you know, I talked to myself. I was like, I mean, I trained for it, duh. Yeah. You know? And I kept <laughs> of it Of course I, I am. <laughs> of course. So I just kept it moving. I kept it moving. But then it kept popping up over and over and over again. So I was like, well, let me do some research. And so it said you could win a, a chance to train with the national team. It didn't say which team. So I was just like, oh, wait, it's a national team for track because, like, I'm in, like, I'm real deep into the uh, track culture at this point. So I'm like, right. well, people got their own separate camps. So what they mean, like, the national team, like, how that's going to work? So I do some research, and it's like, yeah, we got a tryout coming. You can um, you can come to a 24-hour fitness, and we'll do your testing there. Or – you could just send in your results. So right. I was like, man, ain't no 24 hours near me in Birmingham, the closest one in Texas. 
So I emailed somebody. I was like, I'm interested, but can I just like email my stuff in? Whatever. She was like, yeah, sure. You can send it in. So I kidnapped my football teammate and one of my uh, best friends. I was like, look, record me doing this. Record me doing the 10. Record me doing the 40. Record me doing squats, uh, jumping up and stuff like that. So we get all that and we send it in. When we send it in, come to find out, they didn't even need the video to go with the numbers. This I was we, like, are you serious? They just needed the numbers. But Why I'm glad I put my video. Exactly. I'm glad I put my video because my numbers, if, if anybody else was looking, there's like, ain't no way. Right. Like, my numbers were crazy for, for my height and size. Like, if you look at my height and size or like weight and stuff right. like that, if my numbers, they're like, nah. Nah, because it would have looked nah. like you were just like making up ish. Like, exactly. Been, so, yeah. Exactly. So, I was like, I'm glad I put my videos in. So, fast forward, I uh, we chilling at Essence Festival. Me and, me and a couple of my friends from college, we chilling at nice. Essence. And you know, you got like all the like notifications at the top of your phone. So, I was like, let me clear this stuff out. So, I pull it down and it said, email, say Team USA, and congratulations. So, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> let me see what this say. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And that was the uh, congratulations. You've been selected to come to California to try out for next Olympic hopeful scouting camp. So Yo. I was like, oh, snap. So I took a screenshot, but thank God my friend was there. Keela was there. She kept reading. She was like, it's like, do not share. Do not share yeah. on social media. Because I showed about to put it out there. I said, I done screenshot and everything. She was like, don't share. So look, we was like, well, let's turn up in uh, Essence Fest then. Hey, let's turn up. And so, uh, why yeah, keep your friends close. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I was one of the 100 that they picked to come try out. Are you familiar with the scouting camp? Oh, yeah. I'm familiar with the scouting camp, but not necessarily the show itself. But So, I was was on season one. The format was they picked four, the four lesser-known sports. It was rugby, bobsled, track cycling, and skeleton. Okay. Um, And they picked 100 people, and they divided us up. So, it was like half guys, half girls for each sport. So, like 12 guys and 12 girls for each sport. You know, give or take. and so I got picked in the in the email they sent. It was like, congratulations, you've been selected to come try for rugby. But when you apply, uh, it tells you to pick two sports. And my two sports, rugby was one. But okay. I initially picked bobsled just because I knew from watching track and field, keeping following certain athletes, I was like, they tra- they uh transition them from track to bobsled just because of the what, speed and they like. Was it. like Lolo Jones one of those athletes that you? Yeah, had? yeah, Lolo yeah. Jones, Lauren Williams, you yeah. know, people like that. Um, so I was like, okay, well, bobsled then, you know, cool runnings. I'm cool. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, and then I picked what made me pick rugby was I was just like, I played type of football at the time. I only seen it on TV twice, but right. it looked like football. I don't close know. Close enough. Right. Yeah. Close enough. So that's why I picked it. And they picked me to try for rugby. So they sent us the test that we were going to do. They sent us a list of fitness tests that we were going to do while we were out there, you know, trying out. And I showed it to my coach that was training me for long jump. And mm-hmm. I was like, what you think? She was like, uh, well, for one, I think you should do it. I was like, cool, cool, cool. Because I was going to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> and she was like, uh, and I think you should try. We should do this, uh, this, uh, uh, this uh, agility or whatever, this uh, endurance fitness test. Yeah. So we, we, I had worked on that for like three weeks before I went out there. It was the RSD. She had me doing that one, the RSD. I was like, man, the first time I did it, I was like, this is crazy. So all the times we practiced, all the times we, she had me doing it, she had me doing it like maybe like three times in one session. Yeah. I never made it to the last cone. Never made it to the last cone. 
But when I got out there to Colorado, the first three, because, you know, it's like you go 30 seconds, rest, right. go, go again. The first three reps, I made it to the last cone. Like, after the second time, I was like, what is happening? This is not, this is not. You know what? Happen. It's that Colorado mountain. Th- There's some, look, I don't care what people say. So this is, this is my experience of being out in that, that area, right? Uh-huh. So I'd always heard from all this time where it was like, you go out to Colorado, you start to lose breathe. your breath. Yeah. It's hard to breathe. It just goes. When I went out there, I my energy went way the hell up. Like there's it's crazy. Something about it. It just I was just like, yo, I have so much energy. I don't know why. Exactly. I, I didn't take anything. It was just this area she, just She was training. I'm training in the thick of the summer in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Like humidity it's humidity. Right. It's humidity. And I'm just like, ooh. And and now the uh, some other other folk that was out there in California, it's like I can't breathe. I'm busy, and I'm like, really? I'm, I'm all right. You know, right. I'm all right. And that's why I said the first three reps because the RSD was last. I don't know if you saw the TV show or not, but it was like the last event. Yeah, of the whole week. Like rugby, we did the most. We did the most. <laughs> all the other sports, they they did some squats here and there, but rugby, they had us doing the Everybody. most. <laughs> you feel me? And RSD was the last one. Like, and it was some people that they were crazy too. They didn't even have to do it as a part of their sports that they were trying out for. They did RSD anyway. I said, y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Let these people take us out like this. They really, but they really did. Like afterwards, it's like anybody else want to run it? And it was like at least some people that was like, yeah, we want to do it. I was like, do y'all know what y'all about to do? Y'all wild right now. Exactly. Ooh. But yeah, so the first three reps, I made it all the way. What the last one was like twenty five meters. Yeah, yeah, I made it out there. I was just like, "What? That's crazy!" So that's how. And then, in the crazy part, um, part of the rugby, they took us to a field and had us like do rugby stuff. Right like, to the point, it was me and this other dude named Phil. He was a track guy too. But he ultimately got invited to go do some bobsled stuff because they was like, because and that's the cool thing about it. While you're there, you're not just limited to that one sport because they saw him. And they're like, oh, no, nah, we want him in bobsled. He need to come nice. over here this week and do bobsled stuff. But we was at the field. And that's like part of up. We was like, man, me, because we don't know what we doing. We trying to pass a ball we ain't never even seen before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's what like, you yo, football like, but yo, this is much more eggs. It's a little bit exactly. wider. Yo, so, whole hand. <laughs> exactly. They had us. I don't know if they got the audio because uh, I was talking. I was talking for that whole week. I was talking. I don't know if they got the audio because, you know, each sport had their own uh, Olympic uh, mentor and Carlin right. was ours. So we had to do the 40s meter sprint. So, you know, you do it without the ball. Then they had us do it with the ball. Right. So when they gave us the ball. That was that was literally my first time touching it. When they had us do the 40 meter sprint with the ball, that was my first time touching the rugby ball, seeing the rugby ball. And so I'm like, so at first initially, I was like, oh, I played football. I got this. You're about that. Like, a, like a running back. And I was like, wait a minute, this too big. It's not gonna stay. It's <laughs> then you try to put it around the chest, it's like it's not so quite. That, and then Carlin uh, was right there. I said, How you hold this? Like, how you do this? And he told me, and then so I put it here. I was like, Man, it's ugly. Like, if I do this in football, like this is trash. It's just pop out. You're just looking for fumble. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that was my first time doing it. And we out there at the rugby field, um, playing around. Playing so, and then at the end, they split us up into teams and we playing touch. And I remember 
they finally like you know at this point it's been other week so you got a couple, couple friends you know we calling each other names and my roommate she was there she was like get the ball to kelly get the ball to kelly my mind one thought for a split second i was like why am i gonna get the ball to me but right. she was just like i ain't touched it yet so i just got the ball and corn was like yeah we're gonna set up we're gonna set up and we're gonna get the ball to kelly so they get the ball to me and i just run so then well, at one point my team on defense and one dude had the ball and i just going at him and it's touched and when I get to him, I can't slow up. So I, like, knock him over. I was like, my dude, I ain't trying to tackle you. I'm so sorry. I ain't trying to tackle you for real. <laughs> so, and then another time I got the ball, and I just took off. And I seen uh, I seen somebody coming. So I, I juked him. And you see him, he fly out the frame. He fly wow. out the frame. And I'm just running, running, running. <laughs> but it's my guy, Phil, the one I told him I passed away. And he got track background. So all I hear is just <laughs> – this man walking me down. He's like, man, I couldn't let you do me like that. I said, but you're a guy. You're a guy. It's okay. Because anybody else, they wouldn't have caught me. They wouldn't right. have caught me. <laughs> but it's, like, look, uh, it was that, it's always that little bit of competitive edge that has to still yeah. be able to tap into that. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah, so fast forward, uh, I win. And a part of me winning, I got to go train with the national team right. out in, Cal- in Cal- uh, California. Um, and Richie's the coach at the time. Right. Richie Walker is the coach at the time. And so I think we had one-on-ones one day or something. And I asked him, and I said, um, why did you pick me? What made you pick me? He was like, yeah, we were out at the field playing, and uh, you, you didn't care. You didn't care. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you didn't, you didn't care if it was a guy or a girl. You was, you were just you ready playing. to go. <laughs> yeah, you was just playing. He was like, you, you was out running the boys and chasing them and tackling them. and everything. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I was like, okay. That great. fearlessness, whenever it's just like, yeah. yo, this isn't guy or girl. This is like, yo, I'm just here to win and yeah, beat all like, you shout guys. Shout out to my childhood. I was like, shout out to my childhood playing uh, throw them up, eat them up with the boys in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> playing 21 with the guys in the street, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how I got into rugby, just the TV show. Yo, so that's, that's, that's wild. It's interesting because, like, it, it it's a natural – it's a it, it's it's very non-rugby while being super rugby. The randomness yeah. of it also helps in that factor, but because mm-hmm. of the fact that it's so commercialized, it's typically not what you would expect from most rugby situations. And right. probably the last two years, you've noticed maybe to a level, not in the social, but like speaking out the humbleness that rugby has. It's, it's not a, it's not a advertised boastful. It's a, I talk mm-hmm. passionately sport, yeah. but not a, I advertise boastful. So to have it on that platform to be where you learned it is a unique trait and something Mm -hmm. that obviously you don't see very often. So I like that it was for that. And shoot, you stuck. You're still hearing it. So clearly. clearly. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. Either they like what they see or I'm just not right in the brain. I mean, (laughs) it can be both. It can be both. This is why why it's embraced. This is why it's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The so, crazy part, though, whew, so that was 2017 when they said right. that I won. And so I was talking to Rich, and I was like, well, when do you want me to come for my three months? And he's like, you can come in October or January. So mind you, I work with the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got – Wait, were you, doing, so, were you doing forensics for the sheriff's office, or were you an no, actual so officer? I was, I, was, I was a deputy, like an officer. Oh, shoot. Um, but I was working, working my way up to uh, – forensics you know just put my time in so i could go to that department right and so i was like well i'm gonna wait to january because they give me time to get stuff in order you know what i'm saying right uh and so 
Uh, yeah, I was with Jefferson County, and well, first of all, they let me take that week off. So the crazy part about going to that week for that uh scouting camp for the TV show, yeah, I, that was I had literally just got put on patrol by myself. So in Jefferson County on patrol, I'm in the car by myself. I had yeah. just was I was in a training car with my FTOs, but I was like, now I'm out here by myself, and I had already put in for my time. And my sergeant was like, so you mean to tell me? This is your first week on patrol, and you already putting in requesting off. <laughs> setting, the st- was, setting a good standard for the future right there. You feel me? So I said, yeah. And he's like, well, look, this is how we do it. The the veterans go first. You know, they got uh, seniority. So if they – and if we need somebody – if I could find somebody, but I don't think so. I don't think we got nobody to cover your shift. And I was just like, oh. Uh. But in my mind, I'm thinking I was going anyway, so. Right. <laughs> it's like, look, look, I'm just trying to do it so not to burn bridges right now, but. Yeah, well, yeah. Ready what, to go if need be. That's what I was thinking in my mind because, first of all, I had already told them when I was leaving. Because with the TV show, I ain't had to do nothing. All I had to do, I felt so presidential. All I had to do was just call and tell them what airport I was uh, flying from and what time. That's it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this how y'all be doing it on TV USA? Okay. <laughs> you guys. Okay. You guys. I see y'all. I see y'all. So, uh, so yeah, I, my, sh- my uh, sergeant. And then he was like, well, what you going for? Because I ain't really want to tell him because, you know, I'm all, I'm not mysterious, but I like, you know, this, you, you stay over here and you right. stay over here. So right. I didn't really want to tell him. But then I was like, man, he tripping. So I went ahead and showed him the email and he was like, okay. So then, because at first he ain't like he wasn't budget. So I'm filling out the rookie paperwork. And by the time I got done and left his office, he was like, all right, Smith, you got it. You got it. Nice. I was like, thank you. So like he let me off for the week and came That's back. good. So, That's good. Yeah, Make it so, a lot less awkward. You know, <laughs> so he let me take the time off. So then uh, it was getting close to like November. And I knew I had told Richie like I'll come in January. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I got to put in this paperwork. I was like, a leave of absence. I need to take a leave of absence. Uh, rules and regulations say you could take a year. So initially, I was supposed to be in California for three months, right? That was the agreement. You went to the TV show, you get three months, and you get paid. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go three months. So that's March. I tell them I come back, like, at the end of April. They give me time to decompress and get ready to come back to work. Right. So next up, right. Yeah. That, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> It didn't happen like when it kind of changes the game a little bit on that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jefferson County though; they've been working with me real good. So, uh, I put in. I think either I said April or like May first or something. Okay. So then I call my people. So I'm out there in California, uh, and you know it's the uh, Vegas, um, and the uh, USA women play. They right. set up a scrimmage between Australia. That's what it was. Oh, nice. And before that. We went, uh, Richie sent a group of us over to Japan to play in Okinawa Sevens. So he was like, my three of y'all, we're going to have y'all come back and play with us in a scrimmage against Australia. So I was one of the three they picked. So I got the, I was like, oh, snap, I get to play with the big dogs, you know, the ones that usually on, on going on a series stop. You know right. what I'm saying? So I get to play with y'all in Vegas. I don't care if they call us the Falcons. I know who y'all. You know who you are. Who like, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know who you are, and I know what you do, and I'm out here with you. So, <laughs> so got to play with them. And I had before all of that happened, we was having one on ones, and I told Rich, I was like, "Hey, my time here is coming up. So, like, 
what you're thinking, yeah. you know? And he's like, we'll talk about it when we get done. So uh, Japan happened, Vegas happened. And he's like, I really like what I see. Like from when you got here to here, I really like what I see. Um, he's like, I want you to keep playing. So we'll, I give you like another month. I was like, bro, this, at this point, it's like about five months. I was supposed to be back in Birmingham. Been back <laughs> you even have a job but anymore? <laughs> look, look. So <laughs> I called him. And so he's, and then like after that time go, he's like, I, and we'll come back and talk about it later. So we came back and talk about it. He's like, I really want you to keep playing, but we're trying to get ready for World Cup. And right. we don't have, at the time, we don't have the uh, coaching staff to like, you know, help you like with what you need to learn. To do like a per, more I, private one or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Listen, because when I got there January 1st, of 2017. I of tw- no, of 2018. 20, okay. Yeah. I so this was going up to the World Cup sevens that they were about to go. Yeah, to. World Cup sevens. World okay. Cup sevens in 2018. I couldn't pass left or right handed. It didn't <laughs> matter. Let alone run and pass. Right. I didn't understand the game. So I'm like, when I get, I was so disoriented when I got tackled and got up, I'm like, which way? Which way am I going? I don't know. And they talk some get up and turn around and poach. And I'm like, but how do you know which way to turn? Like when I got tackled, it's like, put the ball back to your team. And I'm like, but which way is my team? You know? So here we are, like, uh, wait, wait. almost. Before you continue on that, like, how much was it the difference for you between that feeling of doing that in rugby versus what you'd already been doing in football? Because you're used to being tackled. You're used to mm-hmm. getting hit. Maybe not hit the hardest, but getting hit. So, like, what, what kind of – what was it that made it so much more complex on just overall on the multifacetedness so one, on it? Yeah, so in football, I wasn't getting that hard. Now, they came with a little extra power in rugby. I ain't going to lie because, you know, ain't no pads and I can't. <laughs> and, and, it's all... and also, I don't have an offensive line that's right, quick on their feet be... that I can run behind and bob and weave in between. Yeah, right. It's just me. Like I said, throw them up, eat them up in the backyard. But then also in football, once I'm tackled, I got time to lay there and gather myself and figure out, okay, we still going this way. Right. In rugby, when I get tackled, I got to go down and make a move and so that my teammates can come, yeah, can, can come and still get the ball and the other team can't. So, like, I'm confused on – because I done landed all which way. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. And then the other team coming in taking the ball and my team ain't mad at me because they got it and they ain't th- – I'm like, I – I don't know what's going on. I, I just don't. And so I remember the first time, because, like, it was part of a training session. It was, they called it chaos. Yeah. And, and that's what it was. And I was like, well, time out, because this is not helping me. <laughs> I need y'all to play right. <laughs> Sounds like it was living up to its name perfectly. <laughs> for me, definitely. And I was like, but chaos is not helping me. I'm trying to learn. They already know this game. That's why it's chaos to them. But, uh, so, yeah. They was doing that, and it took me a minute to catch on in the conditioning. Boy, like I said, track background. Mm. I'm used to running. Sprint, 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 boom. Exactly. But they just keep going and going. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Especially, and then, like, also in football, you tackle, boom, reset. You got time right. off to the huddle, talk about it, come back. Uh-uh. You tackle in rugby, you, they still playing. You <laughs> might not be playing, right. but they still playing. So, yeah. <laughs> 
So here we are in May, or they get ready for the World Cup. So the coach, he's like, yeah, we're bringing new people in, and we got room for you. And that's when Jules come in. Uh, she was like, I think I can help you. And so came on down a little rock. Um, now, mind you, <laughs> I'm, uh, I extended my uh, leave of absence at this point. Right. It's well, been, like, what, six her. months at this point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I emailed her and, and extended it. So we had this coach. You probably know him, Maddie Baker. Uh, vaguely from New Zealand. Um, she was here. She was here coaching my first year. Nice. And so she was like, uh, Kelly Smith. Side note: I'm the only person that I know that my whole name is my nickname. <laughs> Everybody else get that name, but when they see me, they're like, Kelly Smith, what's up? <laughs> so she was like, Kelly Smith, what you doing after this? Now, mind you, I'm still on leave. So I was like, nothing. And she had just got the job, the coach in Boston, WPL. So she's right. like, well, come and play in Boston. So I'm thinking sevens. But everybody keeps saying, like, 15, throwing this 15 number, 15 number. Now, mind you, I'm still new to rugby. They're like, 15, 15. I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to Boston to play rugby. So I'm assuming it's sevens. Because <laughs> I haven't told her yet. It was not. <laughs> So at this point, when I agreed to go to Boston, so I was like, man, all right, well, rules and regulations say I could take a year. So I'm just going ahead and tell I was like, hey. Mark off that full year out the way. Exactly. I'm just going to go ahead and take my full year, and I'll be back January 4th. You know, give me a couple days or something. I don't know. Yo, I got to imagine what your sergeant was thinking. Bro, I was, you were only supposed to be gone three months. Like, right, right. Like, but let's, this, let's, at let's, this point. At this point, it's out of the sergeant's hand. I don't even think he cared anymore because <laughs> I had went back one time to qualify for the for my firearm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, all right. Nice to see you. <laughs> what you doing now? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, I'll just, you know, glow and try. So I extended to, like, top of January. Right. So I'm in Boston playing, running around, you know, don't know nothing about 15. So the first game, I played the second half. Then I finally played the whole game. And I was like, this is crazy. And she had me at fullback. Oh, so you were out there to cover the last track on everybody, yeah. the last yeah. hitter on everything. She had me at fullback. And I ain't Wait, did she have you kicking doing. too? No, see, now that's something I'm working on. Okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to add to like, my that's... toolbox. <laughs> I'm trying to add that to my toolbox. Gotcha. I don't know about it. I, I ain't too hot at the kicking. So, um, so, yeah, I added to my toolbox, nice. uh, the kicking part. So, But she had me at fullback, so I'm out there running around. And Coach Kane, he told me this – it was a game against New York was what put me on the map for him, like made him add me to the pool or whatever for 15s. He right. was like, yeah, you had the ball. I seen you, you got – you scooped up the ball and, and did your thing and, and you scored. And then he said, and you did it again on the other side. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to have to go find out what play you're talking about because I don't even remember it. Like, people be asking me stuff. I just be running around. I'm not even going to – but I tell them, I ain't even going to hold you. I ain't even going to hold you. I just be running around. Right. So, I was out there playing – I was up there playing in Boston. So, that was my first WPL season. Was it your um, first time in Boston as well, too, in that area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was my first time in Boston as well, just, like, being there. Like, I, I visited maybe, like, uh, Philly. Or appearing relays up in the area. Right, but nothing but like that actually had you sitting in it. In that, yeah, sitting in it, just there all day, every day. So that was my first time up there. So I'm playing WPL, and once again, Coach Betty Baker, she was like, well, what you think about playing overseas? Now, mind you, I went to 
Rio in 2016 to right. watch the Olympics. So I'm like, hey, I got a passport. I want to use it. Let's right. Let me flex this thing. Exactly. So she's like playing overseas. I was like, I can do that? Like, you, you, you telling me somebody want me to come play? And I literally <laughs> just started playing eight months ago. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I got something for you. She's like, you can either go to Ireland or Spain. So she told me the, uh, the details of Spain. And I was like, yeah. well, that's, that's a no-brainer. I'm going over there. They paying for everything. And I get a stipend. I'm going to wow. Spain. So at this point, I was like, I really want to. So let me talk to the parentals real quick. So, I, <laughs> uh, so you know, Nationals in Atlanta that year. Right. Uh, actually, no. Our last game of the season was Wasn't, against Atlanta. What playing against, against um, the Harlequins? Yeah, that was. And so my family came because mind you, she just told me come to Boston. I didn't even know Atlanta had a team, and my folks was like, "Why you play for Atlanta?" I was like, "Y'all, I didn't even know." So right. I looked at the schedule, but I had already committed to them. Right. So I can't just. <laughs> But you know what? It goes back to what I was saying again, like the humility of rugby uh, uh, typically. Like it, you don't know it exists until you know it exists. Then once you know right. it, then you're like, wait, there's so many options here. Why did I? Exactly. <laughs> it's, rugby is a whole, what Jasmine say, a whole new world. Right. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And it's global. And I'm it's like, global. Right. Right. So the last game of the season, my folks come watch us play. And um, so I talked to them. I was like, so she said I could go to Spain. <laughs> They're paying for everything. Uh, and I could go play or whatever. So my dad, he was all for it. He was like, yeah, shoot. You know what? Because my thing is go for it. Go for it while you can. Right. So I was like, well, yeah. I mean, that's what you want to do. Go ahead. I was like, ha, say less. <laughs> so now at this point, I call the Jefferson County. I'm like, hello. Yes, ma'am, Miss Payroll Lady. I'm going to have to go ahead and put in my letter of resignation. Because <laughs> I got this contract overseas, and it ain't up until May. And that's past my year You're that talking. I told you I was going to take. So she's like, all right. And then a couple of days later, she gave me a phone call. I got a message. She's like, well, hello, uh. Deputy Smith, uh, I just want to uh, let you know, before you come down here and turn this stuff in and letter, because I, I wrote a letter to the sheriff explaining, you know, that I'm going to have to, you know, leave. Right. She's like, before you do that, give me a call. So I'm packing mm. up. Now, mind you, we've got a house in Birmingham and our lease is almost up. So I'm packing up the whole house. So while I'm gone, my roommates won't have to wait on me, you know, okay. if they decide not to renew it. So I was like, yeah, I'm about to come down here. I'll be down there and like, maybe like an hour or two. It's just like, well, you know, I left that message because uh, do you think you would ever come back? And I was like, I can. You know, it's no problem. You know, because right. I, I knew what, what I was trying to get to was the crime scene department. She's, so I was like, yeah, I can, I can come back. That's no problem. She's like, well, listen, so you're already on leave. What we can do is just hold your spot because we're not paying you. You can just hold your spot till you come back. Oh, wow. I was like, really? Really? You can do that? She was like, yeah, we can. We can. Hold they must have really liked you. But I wasn't even there that long. <laughs> I, at least I don't think. Maybe they liked what I did at the gym. I mean, I did get hired in 2015. But I'm like, okay. She was like, yeah, we could do that. So just write a letter, explain to the sheriff what you're doing, and and yeah, we just hold your spot. I was like, oh, okay. Nice. And so I wrote a letter to the sheriff, and he approved it. He signed off on it. Now. And, and so, yeah, here we are today, 2020, 
and I ain't dead. I only go to like do firearms qualifications, and that's it, Bruh. That was always 2000. My last night of work because I was on night shift on patrol. My last day of working was Christmas 2017. And have, but you, but see. <laughs> Well, working for working for Jefferson County, I ain't gonna say that. I done had some jobs in between, but working for right, Jefferson but County. Working for Jefferson County. But wait, do the, and your spot's still being held, waiting for My you. My spot is still being held. So I was supposed to return next year, but you know they pushed Olympics back. Right. And, you know I'm on I'm on the radar. I'm, I told you next Olympic. Like, well, you said Olympic. You said Olympic medalist. So we gotta look, push that back. Let me tell you how much Olympic. Look, I'm about to be out. I'm already gonna be out there. So I'm expecting to see you guys out there. I'm expecting All right. to see you out there on the field. I'm coming in media right. style. So I'm just like, look, we we about to go do this. All right. Exactly. Exactly. But Man. yeah. So, Wait, so did you end year, up actually being able to go to Spain? Oh yeah, I went to Spain. I went to Spain from October, well, Halloween here mm-hmm. to uh April first. Wow. Of two of last year. What was that experience like? What was that experience? And two things. What was that experience like for you? And then subsequently, was that your first time going overseas, overseas? Like not to the Caribbean or anything like that, like going across the Atlantic or Pacific. So that experience was, it was cool. First of all, I was blown away because I'm like, these people really want me to play. And I literally just started playing. Like, do they, do they know? Did she hype me up? Like, I don't know what happened, but I'm glad to be here. And also, but I will say the few, uh, the few rugby games I had played in before, I will say the competition here was better than the team I had played for there. But the team that I went to play for was at one point like the top dogs, but they like rebuilding out. So it was like in the bottom, in like the bottom, uh, the bottom tier trying to get up. Right. And we, we won every game we lost one, but apparently that one game we lost was the game we had to win to move up. But oh, I, I keep that. in contact with some of the teammates and they said they moved up. So so I was that's like, good. Well good. I'm glad y'all moved up. Um but yeah, so we was playing, so that's probably why the competition wasn't, you know, what I was used to. Yeah, for, for the few for the uh, short time I had been playing. But it was good because like the girls, the teammates, they was like, How long have you been playing? And uh they had they had a girl from New York, Talia. She played with New York rugby club. Oh, nice! And another girl from yeah, and another girl from New Zealand. We it was us three that we was living together. We called ourselves the Imports. <laughs> uh, but they asked us how long we had been playing, and like Laura been playing since so she was like six or whatnot. Talia been playing for a minute, and here I am. I was like, well, it's it's August, so I've been playing for eight months. <laughs> yeah. So and they was like, no way! I was like, I'm so serious, y'all. I, mm. I'm just out here running around and just, you know, putting footwork on folk. That's it. just but, uh, them, it's like, look, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here to, I'm here to catch the wave. I'm just catching the wave of exactly, what's going on. In the exactly. Field. I'm just trying to. I'm just, I'm just playing this new sport that I found out about. And so every time somebody say play, I'm like, sure, why not? Mm. Um, but that was my second time overseas. Yeah. Well, no, I take that back. It was like the fourth, but the okay. first couple of times was like trips. Okay. Um, the longest I stayed before that was I was like I said I went to spectate the Rio Olympics, so I was there for like a week and a half, right. just you know watching the games. Um, that was my first time being overseas and like living, and that was so dope to me. Like I I want everybody to go experience a different. I say the same thing. Yo, you you got to go to one. 
it not only is it good to just get out of the country sometimes, yeah. just, just to get mm-hmm. out of the country in itself, but then two, it's like the culture outside isn't like, it's not as dark as people try and make it out to be. It is not in the part where I was in. I know it might sound crazy because it's crime everywhere. Right. I promise you, where I was, I didn't have this sense of like, like I'm looking over my shoulder all the time. Like it's this one, like they they had us in an apartment, um, right, like literally like down the street from where we right. practice, and you got to go down through a tunnel. It's just so you won't cross the street because when you come out the tunnel, you're on the other side of the road. But like that's right. how they made it, right? I would walk through that at night. During the day of the night. Now in America, you be in America. I'm not walking. I will go around. I'll walk all the way around. I'm not taking that shortcut. I will go all the way around. It'd be like five minutes late. But there, I'm just like la la la. <laughs> uh. Look, I had the same thing, dude. I went. I was in Southeast Asia uh, this mm-hmm. this last year, and just but we were me and a friend of mine were bike riding through and heading out to the Rugby World Cup, and I tell you. Like, when I say that place was so safe, it was so safe, I got uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, yo, I do not feel any fear, and this is scary to me. Right, right. right. I was like, I don't right. know if I can live in this kind of lack of fear, because I feel like I'm going to get soft from not having to worry about <laughs> turning. Like, I need that extra pressure that America <laughs> has. For some reason, America, you're like, the air of threat of something's going to come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then when I went to a place where I don't feel it, I'm like, no, 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 I don't know about this feeling. Exactly. Right. Like, so my first time going out of the country, like I said, was Rio. Right. And while I was there, I felt, I was like, I knew, I knew it was more than to the world than the United States. But like being here, I'm like, they really out here living. Like they living, you know, like I'm seeing. It feels real like and, that though. And so I wasn't like in like a hotel and then I ended up staying like with a church, like ended up doing uh mission work. So nice. like I was eating, I was eating like the food that you know the locals ate. Like it wasn't no McDonald's. I didn't have McDonald's while I was over there. I was eating beans, I, I was eating black beans and rice. That's you know, how like, you go overseas for home home look for US food. You go overseas and you take whatever is there locally. Exactly. So I was eating that. So I'm so I'm like, oh I'm living right now going to spain i was there for months and i ended up uh practicing with a track team there because i was gonna run i was gonna run for that little track team but the rugby uh president was like nah i don't want you to get hurt in my mind (laughs) i was like man i do this i'm not gonna get hurt doing long jump come on (laughs) but uh i was doing with the uh rugby i mean i was practicing with the track team doing the rugby you know playing the games there and like just hopping on the train like I know where I'm going, going grocery <laughs> shopping and stuff. Like just living there. I'm like, what? I even took a trip to. We took a trip down to Portugal. Nice. We had a we had a week golf, so we was like, let's go to southern Portugal. So I'm over there uh, swimming on the other side of the Atlantic, <laughs> jumping off cliffs into clear blue water. Like what? <laughs> this is crazy. So I just, I was like, man, I'm actually like living over here. This is so cool to me. I want somebody to do it. And I remember it was like my last week there. I think I was on my way to my last track practice with the team. And I had, like, I'm riding my bike in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So it's this bridge they got. It goes over the water, get you to the other side. So I had my bike in there. And I'm just thinking, like, man, in two weeks, I'm going back home. 
I really just lived overseas. I really just did that. I was like, yo, I would do it again. Right? I would do it again. I would. (laughs) I would. Oh, also, while I was over there, we had another weekend off. They had canceled the game. So I took a weekend trip. So when Corona is up, I'm going to have to go, like, spend some time, time there. I took a weekend trip to Paris. Man. Look, have you ever seen Hardball? Yeah, of course. Okay, so you know when they go to the baseball game, they're like, Sammy, that's Sammy Sosa. Oh. So I get to Paris, get off the bus. It's a bus trip. First of all, I was like, yo, I've never rode a bus to a different country. That's wild. Um, right. So I get off the bus. <laughs> Check my experience. Going, exactly. So I was riding the train, and you walking in the train that's underground. Like, it's, you got to read the signs. It's like, Eiffel Tower this way, blah, 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 reading signs because it's like, you go this way to catch this train to go that way, that train, go through that platform or whatever. Right. So I'm just walking and I found this group because I was like, mm, they look like they going there. I'm going to follow them. <laughs> so we walk and we walk and we go up these steps and we come up these steps, it's off to the street but you turn left and when you turn left and you turn again, it's a big opening and it's the Eiffel Tower. Yo. Man, when I turned the corner, like, because, like, you could just see it coming up the steps, and you see street. It's just cars. So I'm like, damn, where I'm at? I'm going to have to walk some more. But I turn around, and I see it. And I'm like, yo. Like, it blew my mind. I was like, I'm actually seeing this with my own eyes. All right. It's not a postcard. It's not a Vegas replica. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I am here in Paris looking at the Eiffel Tower. I had to do a video. Oh, man, and I'm so mad my phone was janky because one, uh, one of the people, they was going to take a picture with me. But I, I took a selfie anyway. I, I uh, suffered through it. I was like, look, these pictures going to look how they look, but I got to you got to it's your... me. You right. know what I'm saying? I took it in, in the video. Uh, I just got a video just of me talking and walking. I was like, man, mama, I made it. I made it, mama. Oh, but yeah, living overseas was like a, a dope experience. I would do it again. I would do it again. Oh my gosh. So, Yo, I love it. And that's, I always say that. I was like, that's one of the biggest things, whether it's just living or like an extended time. Not maybe, maybe it might not exactly. be like three, four, five months, but some extended time that's more than just being in a vacation mode. Exactly. Of going overseas. Outside of that. Right, exactly. Like, where well, you just, could get into it, like, the everyday hustle and bustle of the, uh, of the local, area. Because you know? uh, what got me, I was like, they really out here buying bread that's sticking out the bag. Yep. That's real. <laughs> that's real. They really out here just go buy bread every day. I mean, that, uh, granted, it didn't cost that much. Now, also, I like the uh, the taxes, you know, one of those taxes, because I go to the grocery store. They had all these over there, too. I was like, oh. I, I'm familiar with this. So I go in there. I was like, oh, yeah, this would be. I'm a virtual, I was like, oh, man, this about to be 60-year-olds. I already know. I get to the counter in, in Spanish. They were like, oh, that will be 43, 60. I said, 43? Oh. Because in America, all these groceries, that's about $65. I was like, boy. Boy, boy, boy. But yeah, I, I, I'm a different life. Everybody needs to get over there and, and be in the everyday hustle and bustle of the, of the locals. Yeah. Yes, are real. It really where, it, it, where it, it, I was, where I was, everything shut down from one to four. Yeah. Dang. It shut down. But hey, look, that means you know you got to get yourself there. When you get yourself early, 
And then you got to be set for the rest of the night after that. You're done. Exactly. Exactly. Yo. It was fun. And it seemed like they were celebrating something all the time. Maybe it was just the end of the year. So, like, coming up, they got a lot of celebrations. Like, we were celebrating. That's like, we're celebrating the three wise men. <laughs> we're celebrating the animals that was in the stable. <laughs> we're celebrating Jesus. <laughs> I was like, are y'all celebrating everybody that's a part? <laughs> Oh, uh, the Bible? Like, I mean, I'm not mad at it because, you know, I love Jesus. Yo, but are we, ce- are we celebrating everybody? Cool. Is, all look, right. 66 <laughs> books in the Bible. All right. We yeah. celebrating for every book. All right. Sometimes right. we double up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was crazy, but I, I like it. I like it. And oh. uh, now I will say, and also it make you realize what you have and what you don't have. So I was going to say that's the, 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 the counter perspective, like what, what yeah. you're seeing in relativity to what you have at home. Yep. In America, we're paying for convenience because it's yes. been many a night. It was many a nights. So I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Mm, ain't nothing open. Right. <laughs> that, ain't that, nothing that, open. I can't call nobody to come feed me right now. And they <laughs> don't eat a lot. Like, I love American hungry? portions. I love yep. American portions. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and American breakfast, because everybody don't be eating breakfast like us. That's they, so true. they all right with some pastries and like a couple crackers. And I'm just like, I need some grits. I need so this is this is where I always go, and I, I'll tell people, and I'll kind of wrap this wrap this because I yeah. legitimately could go for the next three hours talking. <laughs> but like this is what I always tell people. I'm like, I never, there, I no longer come to the point where I go. Oh, this country sucks. This country sucks. This country sucks. This country sucks. Whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. I've now come to the point where there is a country that matches a certain type of personality and characteristic. Like, right. it just, there's elements that might work better in this arena than it does in this arena and mm-hmm. works here and here. But every country has its own character. It's not any more perfect or any worse necessarily right. you know, obviously there can be things that improve everybody's of course places can improve but for the most part you have this is what it's trying to be this is the worst of what it can be and you can find yourself somewhere in the middle so like like i said with southeast asia i was like yo i could live here vacation wise i could live here a little mm-hmm. bit because money spreads people really mm-hmm. chill but at the mm-hmm. same time there's certain elements that like you said like convenience that mm-hmm. I need in my life. There's maybe even a certain level of arrogance that I need. Maybe right. I do need a certain level of threat. <laughs> but we don't need to get right. to the highest threat, but like just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, just, yeah. just it keeps me, keeps me sharp. Keeps me right. sharp and ready to go. So it might work here. But if for another person that has like anxiety, yo, that place is the best freaking place in the world. Like it's exactly. quiet, it's chill, you know, people are within their dynamic and then whatever the worst of it, you kind of figure out how to get your balance in between it. But mm-hmm. you can only do that if you have been out and right. stayed right. out and allowed yourself to get embraced by the culture and not simply exactly. just, you know. Exactly. From so, that. yeah. Shout out to rugby for allowing <laughs> me to use my passport. I appreciate it. Yeah. Because uh, while I was over in Spain, they sent us to London for mm-hmm. for a couple of days and so i got to you know be in london and chill out and then i went back with uh roots so i was nice. like man okay it's cool so and, and you find out what you like right so exactly. being over in london i realized i was like man it's always gloomy over here like right <laughs> how, how do y'all find joy i, I just <laughs> i just don't i need the sun in my life so right. i'm just gonna hop over here for a little minute and come back so you find out like okay 
this is somewhere I can live. This is somewhere I can't. You know what I'm saying? If I decide to leave America, and this I is, go, you know, stuff like no, that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm an advocate. I feel like everybody should take some time to go to different countries. Change the world. Change the mindsets in a nutshell. Definitely. In, in Definitely. A snap. So kind of last question for you, because we're going to end up doing this again another time, because uh, we hey, get hella cool. part two. That's cool. <laughs> this was intro, people. This was the intro. This was the intro. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about the deep into the rugby stuff next time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, but, you know, coming in that, that, that as, you've, as, you've, as, you've, as you've received all these experiences and kind of seen this transition of life and seen how it goes, for you, you know, Olympics, Olympic medal, you know, obviously withstanding. Like, what is it that you are starting to see, maybe start to realize that you want to kind of direct your path towards uh, moving forward? Um, so I, I reflect on this a lot. When, like I told you my last season, I got a new coach. And we came back from our conference championships in El Paso, Texas. And I remember I was in an apartment. I had an apartment by myself, and I was just laying down. And I was like, man, I don't have, like, nothing to do. Like, I need to call my mom and see if she's going to sign me up for some program because that's what she do. That's what she did when I was in school, just sign me up for everything. And I text my teammate. I was like, like, you sure we ain't got no practice or nothing today? Like, when I – like, I've graduated school. My class is done. Um, conference is done. I didn't qualify for regionals, you know, because uh, my jump wasn't win legal. So I'm done, like done everything's done and they right. really hit me because when I had my injury I had gotten the mindset I was like okay when track when, when school's done I'm done I'm, I'm at peace but then when a new coach came and I saw results that I had been wanting to see it, it, it relit the fire in me so now I'm sitting here and I'm like ah I ain't got nothing to do so right. I went to football and all that and so fast forward to now when I'm traveling across the globe and stuff I remember uh, it was maybe like a day after that day when I was sitting there like I ain't got nothing to do. I was praying for this. I was praying for this. Like, I was praying for days like, Lord, I just want to travel and, and, and compete. Like, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I mean, I work. I, ain't, I don't have no problem working, but I won't be happy. You right. know, I like to travel and I like to compete in sports at a high level to see how the highest level I can get to, you know. Um, and so now what I see, I see me going towards now because uh i i guess you would say i'm considered an old head in sports you know because they don't they don't they don't like us to play you know what i'm saying for a long time uh so what i'm gearing towards now i just feel like right now it's my turn to give back which i'm still able to compete at a high level so i'm gonna keep right. doing that you know until they just absolutely just close the door and be like look we not looking at you no more like we don't force, want you on our force. team Force them I'm to force you force out. Them. Yeah, you go make me sit down. Right. Make me. Make me. Because this is what I uh this is what I want to do. Like, I like playing sports. I like the fact that I get to wake up and train and go play games. Like, I like that. Right. That's cool. That's a life I like to live and travel from here and there. Like, some people are like, oh, I got to get on another plane. Got to travel. They come with the territory, so I don't even be tripping about it. They're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be late to our flight. I be chilling through the airport. <laughs> I be chilling. I'm like, look, we're going to make it. We'll get there. Um, but I'm geared towards now where it's, it's my time to give back. 
So I got this uh, in mind, this organization I want to give towards inner city kids because like for the motto, um, all the things we're talking about, like traveling and opportunities and knowing stuff. So like where I'm from, I ain't saying I'm from the slums. I was like middle class, whatever. And we, I mean, we had it, but it went like, man, was, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, it went, it went the worst, but. You can always add opportunities there. Exposure is where it's at. Now, I will say shout out to my mom. She is the epitome of It Takes a Village. And she had me in everything, signing me up for everything. And that exposure, I think part of me growing up with different exposure to different kinds of people, let right. me get to where I'm at right now, get to the point where people want to associate with me. People want to invite me. You know, people want me to have me in their presence or think about me when stuff come up, right? So I want to get, get them that exposure early on, kids, early on. Like, get a passport early. We going out the country. No, right. we ain't going to no Jamaica or Bahamas. We actually going to other countries, you know, like, so y'all can see is life outside of Atlanta. <laughs> it's yep. life outside of Florida. It's life outside of New Orleans. It's life outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. So that's what that's I'm gearing towards now. So like, I'm, so right now, I guess like whatever I'm invited to, I'm going to try my best I can to go do it. That way I got all this all this experience, all this uh, knowledge, ex- opportunities, and then I can give it back. So that's that's what I'm on right now. So, that's but I'm still here. I'm still here competing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can Look. still put me on your team. I'm still, a, I'm still a game changer. <laughs> I'm still a game changer now. <laughs> Look. But while I'm in it. I mean, I was going to say, you, you're not really actually kicked out old head until you're like 40, 45-ish in rugby. Okay. Like, I'll, I'll give it a credit. Like, you, you okay. got longevity in it. And especially the more that okay. you know, and you're able to, you know, get that ball out quickly without taking the hit, yeah. your longevity yeah. stays. So you got okay. a while. You got okay. time. You got time. Okay. Every other sport, okay. no, no, you start to get to that edge. In yeah. rugby, no, no, you got time. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Appreciate you for putting me on. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I'm not going to let you Appreciate hang out there alone like that. I got you. Got you. <laughs> got you. But, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to gear it towards. That's now, awesome. of course, like the ultimate is Olympics and, you know, world team. And, uh, look, long jump, call my name, world champion or whatever. I'm, what I'm here do. for it. I'm here for it. And then after that, man, but I'm still – like I'm starting now because, like, I'm so close to completing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just like, all right, I done what I did now what? So while I'm while I'm getting close to accomplishing what I want to do, start working on like, all right, I could get this back. I could do this. I could do this. Cause I already started like a little bit. Um, <laughs> I know people like, well, you just started playing rugby. How you gonna teach other folks? I was like, listen, where I'm from, people ask me every day, what is rugby? Right. They don't know what rugby is. So I done did it for two years. We probably won't do it this year just because of uh, COVID. Of course. But, uh, the next but, level uh, up. Next yeah, year, so I do a, a free rugby clinic. Nice. Come out here. I'm gonna teach you the basics. Teach you what I know. So as it progressed, you know, I, you know, got the connections. Maybe I could bring somebody from the national team. You know, come show them some, come sign some balls, or you know, saying send them a video or something. You know, something like right. that. So that's what I'm doing now. So eventually, I want that to, to evolve into multiple sports. Like I said, I like volleyball. We play volleyball today in training. Me and my teammate, we was like, we love it. I was like, I miss it too, girl. And they, we, was, we was playing so well. They had us playing too, man. We was playing so well. It was like, y'all really had good chemistry. I was like, yeah, we was killing it. We was like, mine, I'm setting her. She hitting it over. We getting it, boy. But, yeah, so 
<clears throat> I want that to evolve in like multiple sports, you know, right. possibly. And then just ultimately like a, a organization where they expose to like different cultures and like know like different stuff. Like know that it's it's people outside of America. Like America right. America's way is not the only way. Like right. it's other stuff. It's other cultures. So stuff like that. Dude, I love that. I love that. I, I love to be, I love to see it. I, I can't wait to see it go and uh, yeah. try and work with you on some stuff because it actually works a okay. lot within some things that I want to get done myself. Um, doing within that exact scope, uh, really just mm-hmm. trying to get people to see outside their 20 mile radius of home and right. the, their right. country radius. Look, I know I said you needed the front porch, but you got to get off that front You got to get off okay? it. But you got to get the front porch yeah. to start so you can get off it to be able to go. Exactly. Got you. Exactly. Still, it still works. <laughs> got see? you. I got see? you. We, we, we on the same page. We on the same page. Right. 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 <laughs> Yo, Kelly, I legitimately, I thank you so much. Like, this was oh, awesome. I. I hope you enjoyed it too. Yeah, I did. I did. Look, I this is good practice for me telling my story because believe it or not, multiple people have been asking me here lately. I was like, is it something going on? Like <laughs> So I gotta like, let you know telling me. There was a there, we had a whole meeting together. It was like just a giant media meeting with everybody, and we're just like, uh-huh. yo, Kelly Smith, yo, you gotta get the story. Yeah, you gotta get the story too. All right, look, we're gonna hit it in cycles. All right, go in the rotation. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, look, you 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 got it first, so you know where to find me. That's hey, this is what this is what I hear. This is what I'm about. Yo. Like, I appreciate it. You know, yeah, we break the dam from there, and then let everybody else get the you know the crumbs cool, after cool. that. Top story. <laughs> top, top story. So you let them know I'm here. Awesome. It's a very consistent story, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's funny, too. You know, tell them I'm a character. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you. Yo, that was so fun. Oh, it was so fun. Like, it's just stories. It's an energy. Let's go. Gotta love that energy. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Um... Man, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Kelly, thank you so much for being a part of this. It was legitimately great. I, I truly enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, definitely, uh, please check out some of our other podcasts. Uh, we have had some amazing, amazing guests over the last, uh, over this last few episodes. Last week we had Adam Gray Hayward of the, the star of the movie Play On. Uh, we did a back a flashback with Jackie Finland of the Rugby Breakdown. Had Farrah Douglas of Mount St. Mary's Rugby. Had Rashad Lipford, founder of North Carolina A&T. James Brunson, the director and head coach for the North Philly Nomads. The, the rugby team that the movie The Nomads was made by, made about. And Matthew Provost of Prairie View A&M Rugby. Nicholas Walcott of Chicago Griffins. We got Cheddar Emba. Cheddar, the homie Emba of uh, USA Rugby Women's 7s and 15s. About to be an Olympian soon. Also Rugby World Cup's 2017 finalist. Uh, we had Ram Eddings of the Grey Wolves, uh, Charity Williams, Olympic medalist, bronze medalist for the Canada Sevens women's team, Saifedean Safir of Morehouse College, Blaine Scully, c- captain for USA Rugby 15s, Angela, Angela Elena of Swiss Rugby, 
Chise Belu of Pedal Phil Steel, uh, Raheem Vital and Michael Toussaint, Naya Tapper, Dave Rhymes, Kyle and Tiana Granby of Roots Rugby. We are getting great guests. We got even more great guests coming through. We are setting you up to let you know how to be able to understand and get the opportunities that are happening out here with rugby and that you can achieve via rugby. And most importantly, that you know that you have a community and a family that is there to be able to hold you up and, uh, I gotta say, it's, it's something to be beholden. It's great to see all these people who have been able to take something and make something out of this little sport that we had that is only getting bigger. The community is only getting better, better, and the depth is only getting deeper. So, guys, in the meantime, yo, I hope you have a great day. And just remember, I hope you stay healthy. I hope you stay happy. And of course, I hope you know that you are highly favored. You guys have a great day. Cheers.